What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 25. After a, a somewhat chaotic nine-person podcast last week, we thought it'd be nice to just bring one person in. And who better to bring in than Greg Burgess from Allegiant, old homie of uh, Riley. Uh, Riley's a previous member, uh, previous person that's been on the podcast, member of his band, and uh, we're here to talk some fucking metal. What's going on, guys? Oh, didn't even intro, didn't even uh, intro uh, the resident <laughs> homies. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Casey, Joel, and Joseph. What's going on to you guys as well? Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you know that was professional. You know when before you said stop, you're like you know what, and then Anthony's gonna do this. We're like really pro- I was I was I was enraptured. That's why. I just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might be getting better at it. I don't know. That was good. I just yeah, gotta good. get it rolling. I see it, and that's good because it was so chaotic last week. I got bumped for for uh, I got bumped for them. <laughs> you got bumped for them. I got bumped for them. I was you supposed to go last week, but they're oh, like, oh man, you know, Rip Topsy's uh, coming in. I was like, well, oh, you got bumped. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You understand. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. It is Rip Topsy, so you know. <laughs> For me, oh. this is just like, oh, I FaceTime Greg. It's like, cool, man. You, you get royalty and we'll get trash next week. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. Not at all. Dude. You got number 25, dude. No, that, that's yeah, we right. I'm just at a nice whole number. So when you exactly. guys get to like 100, I'll be one of the cornerstones. There you yeah. go. Yeah. This You'll is basically just a... An excuse to FaceTime Greg like we do all the time anyway. So, like, <laughs> Except I'm prepared. I'm up. You didn't call it 4 a.m. or something. <laughs> uh, K- Kerry has a knack for uh, calling you. Kerry has a knack for uh, calling you at uh, inopportune times, correct? Oh, yeah, dude. And it's always about um, returning videotapes. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I got the same voicemail. Yeah, oh, I got yeah. it. I'll, I'm gonna queue it up. I didn't delete it, dude. dude. It's always yeah. Please be kind and rewind. Um, you have videotapes. We would, you know, at some Which, mom and pop was, shop. What was the movie that uh, you haven't re- returned to his uh, mom and pop VHS? I, I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm just gonna be. It was Deep Blue. Deep Blue. I think what was my see the shark one? I don't know. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> At least he, that's what, that's why I was going to, te- I'm testing you, Carrie. Just make sure that you fucking change your material every time you prank call these motherfuckers. Well, me and him used to, back in the day, like when I lived in Sacramento, we used to, whenever we got dr- like really drunk, we used to call each other and leave like telemarketer messages saying that we were so-and-so from, and then he kind of evolved it into the the video thing, but it used to be like pizza, like your, your pizza's waiting, we're outside, I don't know where, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. And then it's kind of evolved to this like specific like blockbuster fucking like return your take Dude, kind of I'm gonna thing. get I'm gonna get hammered one time and I'm gonna call you saying hi this is Turkey <laughs> City we heard that you like totally I don't know you could say it you're the hero at Circuit City the hero <laughs> of Circuit City that's how Joel is in my phone Joel the hero of Circuit City corner hero <laughs> No matter what, dude, he could save you. From oh anything. man! I I... Joel, you didn't invite someone to a party because they were super annoying or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So. Um, so... Oh, I did. I I stepped in it. It's like no, this is getting edited. Oh, uh, might not. Um. Uh, well, <laughs> there was a guy that was invited to a Circuit City party. You know those work parties back in like two thousand seven, eight. I mean before that, and like no one wanted him to come, and then he showed up with like a 
a, a six pack of Corona. I was like, I can out drink you, motherfucker. It was like, oh, like talking shit to us. And we're like, oh, this guy sucks. He had three Coronas, started vomiting, and then was passed out on the bathroom floor. And um, maybe I should just stop the story there. But anyways, he got <laughs> why? why? Dude, you haven't even said anything incriminating yet, dude. So, okay. So I was peeing. No, no, no. Let this be an ad lib. All right, so you don't get in trouble, but then we can just make up your story. So his nuts just appeared <laughs> on this guy's forehead. <laughs> like, we don't know if that's true, but that's it could be. Allegedly. But no, okay, I'll, I'll tell the real story. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was seven sheets to the wind. We, we drank like a, a, a fifth of whiskey between me and someone else. And I'm, we're just like fucking insanely drunk. He's like, his face is right next to the toilet. And I'm peeing, and then my friend goes, someone goes, piss on his face. And I just moved my wiener over for a second and splashed him in the face. <laughs> and then um, and then um, and then everyone You're found out at City. <laughs> Yeah. And then everyone found out at work and all the managers knew and everyone knew. And uh-huh. they would just come up to me. One of the managers would come up to me every single day I worked. He'd come up to me, put his hand on my shoulder and just go and then walk away. <laughs> like because he knew that he knew it's like it's like a fireball offense, you know, like <laughs> that that happened. But he was just like, we hate him too. But Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> you know, like, so okay, everybody so- knew except for him, or did he end up? Finding he he out didn't too? know. I mean, what he might have known. I don't know. Dude, that, that was that. That, that shows was one that of those people really do hate you, dude. If they, nobody's gonna be like, hey, dude, you got pissed on. No, no, no. Everyone had me. Every, I was. That's why I was the hero of Circuit City. Is like, <laughs> like I actually pulled the trigger. No one else wanted to do it, and I fucking <laughs> stepped up to the plate. And uh, I feel I felt horrendous about it the next day, but it was one of those things where I thought you were about to say I done. felt heroic, dude. I no, heroic, it was done. There was nothing I could. It was one of those triumphant. I remember. I wasn't blacked out. I remember. Like no, I have no excuse. Past tense. You are <laughs> the hero of Circuit City. You can feel all bad because you're in public on a podcast, but the rest of us can like hold you up, dude. This would be like garments, but you'd just be on the chair. Heroes of City. <laughs> I can't believe I told that story on here, but um, uh, I'm going to request it does not get edited. There you go. <laughs> right, there it is. You it. So, Greg, left it with the balls thing, man. Mine was way tamer. But, but I don't. But my balls, like, I don't. My, I don't. It's, I feel weird that my balls physically touch someone is something that's like, that didn't happen. So I'd rather pee touch them than <laughs> so like, like my balls. Like, oh, since my this is going to be the best podcast you guys have ever done. <laughs> This is a preference. Some people I, wait, no, put their I balls think that's great, people. dude. That, Greg coming in with the ball thing pushed it out of you, dude. You, we had to get the real scoop because you knew you didn't want people knowing that your scrotum was on some other man's nose. Yeah, dude. I know. That's you actually pushed it out of me because I'd rather people know that I just peed on his face for a second than my balls were on his face, you know? Because I didn't have the balls thing is not a, my that's not my style at all. Um, it's more of like an upper decker pee on people's face style. Oh man, I was so amazing. So Greg, when did you start playing guitar, dude? (laughs) What? (laughs) When did you start playing guitar? (laughs) That was the worst segue I've ever fucking heard, dude. Oh, you think I actually (laughs) want to go there? No, I want to stay in this and make Joel feel shitty more. (laughs) No, I love Joel. No feeling shitty. He's the hero. It's a heroic. I don't care how you learn how to play guitar, dude. I just want to hear more pee stories from Joel. Oh, my Lanta. Uh, to play guitar, uh, uh, I don't know, 1991? This is a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It is. What? He looks very young, but he's he's a few years. He's that's got a few a good years fucking, That's a, a good chunk of time to be playing the axe, you know? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I have stock in Just for Men. This is not natural, everyone. Oh, dude, that's the best nice. looking looks setup good. I've seen. Thanks. Thanks. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like Gandalf normally. So <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. No. No, but so, how we usually do it with these is uh we take you back, take us back to high school and shit. That's how I always say take us back to when the shit started getting real. Uh, I don't want to hear like I mean. Just tell me about like what made you decide you were gonna pick that thing up and actually learn how to play. You know, it's super weird, dude. Cause like I, I did research before. I knew I was coming on, which I was so stoked to be here. Cause I, when I saw you guys were doing this, I was like, oh, I wish I was from Cali. I could be on the thing. <laughs> and then yeah, I've been. I know we call it we well we call it that. That's another explanation that we have to do. Like everybody hears Cali Death, they think we're only gonna stick to Cali Death. Like, well, you guys got so many bands, you literally could. Yeah, just we could, but feel less special. I feel really special. Let's just go. Yeah, dude. I'm special. <laughs> I'm not from California. And they've let me on. That's yes. how honorary, I, honorary California. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You got dual citizenship today. Fuck yeah. Uh oh yeah. Guitar oh, stuff. Oh, wait. So uh, when I when I did the uh, I did my research and I was shocked at how much uh, me and Trevor had in common on our mm. on our upbringing. We diverted a little later, but, uh, you know, one of us is famous and one of us is the trash that gets bumped first. I live to make Joe laugh. Okay. Um, yes. So I'm from Washington, D.C. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, so, yeah, I grew 79, born in 79. So... Uh, the 80s when uh, guitar solo was king that was the where I came up in and then um, the 90s happened in high school and that was the darkest fucking period of uh, my life and uh, Nirvana and the grunge era just ruined my world <laughs> so, in a good way over dramatic no no, it was horrible, man. <laughs> no, no, it sucked. You know, it was like when you're reading, like in Guitar World, that uh, like Kurt Cobain is the guitar, like the best guitarist in the land. You're just like, oh, I can see, I can see. I'm that's done. Anything, yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> um, yeah. So I started guitar in 1991 in junior high. We had at Lake Braddock in Northern Virginia. We had there was a they had a guitar class and I flunked out. How do you flunk out, by the way? I'm not saying that to be funny. I want to know what flunks you out of a guitar class. Uh, I mean, you just got to be able to read music and, and all that and keep rhythm and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, flunked out, but I loved it so much. I kept coming back. I was like that guy that just like keeps running into the wall, the brick wall. That was that was me, the guitar, and uh, yeah, I just loved it. So, uh, yeah, this is not a very entertaining story. That's why I was dreading you asking. Well, this. no, then you got to keep progressing. Like, so when did it start? Like, clicking with you? What bands were you trying to emulate when you played? Like, what were your favorite songs to cover? Like all that shit, dude. I mean, it was you know back then it was we had the big four, you know. Mm -hmm. like, I was basically a thrash kid. You know, Megadeth was always my band. And uh, I'd fight Metallica guys. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. You know, guitar nerdery, right? Yeah. Um, which is so weird in hindsight, this whole Megadeth thing. But 
Um, yeah, so like grew up like overkill, like uh, just a thrash guy, and then got into Dream Theater super hard, and then it just became like this big prog and and thrash thing, and that's that's basically, and then like Risk came along. And then I was like, fuck everything, right? I just like didn't know. I had no clue. You know, the internet wasn't what it is today by far. Mm -hmm. yeah. So finding bands, like I hear, you know, I've heard Carrie and Joel on like podcasts always talk about like them finding bands and shit. And I'm just like, that's nuts. Because for me, it was like going to the record store and what album cover looked cool. You know, that's what a it common was. thing for the, the guys. I mean, I'm a few years older than you, but it's just such a Younger. common theme with all yeah. these fucking episodes and all these these uh, guests. It's like we all like did the same thing to find all the shit that we listened to. Yeah. Most of it, you know, um, just doing yeah. the same thing, going right off the, the fucking CD covers and all that shit. Yeah. What what if someone, you know, suggests, you know, like someone was I, someone said something about god i don't even remember what band it was probably deicide and that sent me down the death metal rabbit hole was deicide hmm. so but it, it wasn't like it, it was extreme so i dug it I, it wasn't one of those things where it was just like oh i don't get it for me it was like oh dude it's like more brutal i'm down i'm into it but that didn't last very long because i was mostly into like Prague, but it was just like the anger that made me cool with all that stuff. But mm -hmm. this side is still one of my favorite bands of all time. So it was like, you know, you get into Carcass and be aside. And I think like Bruhera back in the day was like on a sampler. So that's, that's what we had. It was, and I think that's the first time we heard Fear Factory too. So it was like getting into death metal wasn't, I'm like, compared to most people I find in the scene, I'm like a complete novice with this shit because I, I didn't really follow the death metal thing after mm -hmm. a while. And it's for no other reason than I just didn't. Yeah. So, what, but uh, you mentioned Risk. Is that the, the Megadeth album? Yeah. What, what did you mean by that? Like, I, I, is that like a big thing in their career that? Changed you signed it for Roadside Records. <laughs> you bought it and you're like, my favorite band just like sucked the whole, all right, get it out. Then you just threw it out the window. <laughs> like okay. I, I saved up all my money this week for this piece of shit. <laughs> I have signed you to Roadside Records. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing as like, I was super into like uh, Arise and stuff and then chaos yeah. i hated chaos ad because it was like where the it's a new i just thought it was like why is there so much like newscasting on there there's <laughs> exactly, so much exactly. like you know they had so much sampling on it and i was too young to get it so i was just like i hate this and then roots came out and i just was absolutely appalled um i fucking worked for that guy who drummed on risk jimmy degrasso yeah his drum shop nice. He seems like a nice guy. We had like the risk, like I'd, I'd be like working at the drum desk and it was like yeah. all those like records like f framed behind it. Yeah. But, Dude, I mean, like I like risk now. It was at the time, right? Yeah. That's not what you wanted. That's that's not what you wanted from that band. Like it was a like well-written record. There's some really good songs on it. 
but just not it's not a thrash record and that's what you expected so young and dumb and there's a lot so many things that i hated in my youth that now i'm like oh cool you know whatever like i don't hate grunge now now that i'm old (laughs) but back (laughs) but then i was just like this is the worst shit I've ever. Why are we championing people that are just like shit musicians? And that was just like how it was. But yeah, Joel, you got any on that, dude? Oh, no, yeah, I was going to go into the the Sepultura. I kind of reverse engineered Slayer and Sepultura kind of that way. Chaos ID was the first one I got into, and then I found out about Arise, and then Beneath the Remains. And I thought you were going to talk about your, your your grunge connections. I don't really have. I mean, I like Alice in Chains. Um, I'm they kind were of the like exception, though. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were heavy. Like Dirt was heavy, and they were super talented. So, like, yeah, they're part of that. But you'd never like. I don't know. We're you know, it's all subjective anyway. Music is, but they never fit that for me because I'm like, oh, they're super talented. Look at all those vocal harmonies. Like they're sick. They just came out at the same time. They happened to come out at the same time as Nirvana yeah. and stuff. But it's just like if I had to hear Jeremy spoken one more god, <laughs> like I was gonna lose my mind. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, you're just dumb, dumb youth anger, you know. And then it just it came time to like, hey, what are you gonna do with your life? I was like, well, I'm gonna be a rock star. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, good luck with that. Pick one, classical or jazz. So I had already, done, I just went the classical route. Yeah, that's actually where I was going to go pretty soon was to see where the classical aspect came in. Yeah, I was definitely hear it in a lot of Allegiant stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I I like, you know, there was always like the Randy Rhodes stuff and they like on Morbid Visions, they had some like kind of classical stuff. And then, uh, you know, Overkill always had like everybody had that acoustic Mm -hmm. interlude or something on their albums back in the day. There's a oh, whole boys. Over album. You, you know the band Over? I can't pronounce the name yeah. of the, the the album, but they did a full, complete classical album back when they were young. But I know, and like, to bring up something that's brand new, even though we're back in the past right now, I've, I've recently checked out that newer music video of you just sitting in a field and playing the acoustic guitar. Oh, okay. A flan- I'm, not, I'm not bringing up as the first... Uh, you know, example of your music, but I'm just saying this is off in the classical conversation. Yeah. That was what I was feeling was the same, you know, vibes that I would get from listening to that over album. That's all I was going to say. Oh, sick. No, I I just like anytime anybody brings that up, I'm just like, I'm just ready to be like (laughs) destroyed. No, dude, you're on a podcast (laughs) with the guys that like a lot of different shit. So you're good here, dude. I don't know about about who's going to listen to this right now, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i mean like dude. even even all the yeah. stuff that i talk trash on i mean it's like who the fuck am i but like <laughs> I, I yeah most of it is just young and dumb stuff but the the anger was so potent in my youth that it kind of like trickered trickled down throughout my whole life until i've mellowed as an adult was it just uh overflow of testosterone or just Dude, fucking... it was just pissed off about everything. It was like, yeah. getting, you know, being forced to go to Catholic school, get kicked out of all the fucking classes, like getting kicked out of class because I had a deicide record and getting kicked out of the class because the priest is an idiot and tripped over your foot. I mean, like I was in the principal's <laughs> office so many times. And 
I'm just like, dude, I just want to do my work and go home and play guitar. Like, I don't care. I'm not a troublemaker. I swear. Just leave me the fuck alone. This is what it like. It was just like a prison sentence. It was like, get in, keep your head down, get done, get the fuck out. That's that was my high school experience. When you brought up high school, I was like, oh, let's not talk about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to ask me, like, what was your favorite dude. class, dude? Like, <laughs> who was your favorite teacher? Yeah. Like, dude, I don't write your college essay on. Yeah. I, oh, man. If you're asking who's my favorite, I, dude, I don't remember any of my teachers. No, like, I don't really want to know. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, I, can, let's move away from my, let's move you as furthest away from high school as you want to go, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just so college and then, you know, doing the classical thing. And it was all just like, all I wanted to do was be in a band, but I thought, you know, with, were you learning, were you l- taking classes in college and learning the classical stuff? Or were you just doing that on your own? No, I, I mean, I have a classical guitar degree. So nice. all the, like all the class, it was, I was going for guitar. So yeah. it was all based on that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. And then, but my freshman year, um, I met my buddy Juan, who he's the one who introduced me to like Swedish metal. Cause I had no clue. Like I was so just demoralized by what was going on in the u.s at this time because it was like we had risk you know even if i like metallica like at the time which metallica is fine <laughs> you know now, now that i'm old and not so angry like metallica it's fine but like back then it was just like they had cut their hair they were doing all this they were french kissing each other and they're off the stuff you know it's just like young dude full of piss and vinegar i was just not having any of it <laughs> and so i was just so disenfranchised with metal at this point because like it it completely just like had let me down and then i was he's you know someone handed me something wild by you know, children of bodum and like the jester race yeah. uh, old man's child and dimu and i was completely blown away because i had no clue this world existed and the you know we were just like we always had this thing it was like if we didn't like something we associated to la because uh you know just the hair metal connotation right mm-hmm. and it's like we had no problem we were like we blast docking and stuff like that but like the shot was it's like oh it's so la because of that whole hair metal scene and it was like what we associated with that was like if you put keyboards in your stuff it was not good like we that was what possessed us to think that <laughs> i thought the same thing i went through the same thing really they, okay good when a band like you know they went from straight just metal and they're like oh we're gonna mix it up and throw in a fucking keyboard even people like were pissed off about um opeth ghost reveries when they put keyboard or organ in people were like mad about it you know it's like Oh, and now it's like one of my favorite albums, you know? Yeah. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. See, that this is by by the time Opeth came out, I had completely fallen off the boat of like what was what. <clears throat> my my whole like music thing, it it didn't seem so like sheltered and like backwards until probably I got into a legion. And then I was exposed to all these bands. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> about yep. anything and uh yeah because i was super into like children of Odom and like the swedish death metal thing so like mellow death was where i kind of like hung my hat for the longest time like soil work and 
and all that stuff. That was kind of like where my development really kind of stopped as far as like seeking out bands, I would say. Mm. It's pretty bad, I know. Like I didn't hear about Necrophagist or hell. I mean, so honestly, I found out so many bands by listening to Joel and Carrie on the Arela cast back in the day. Like oh, yeah. I went through and I was like, I had never listened to Suffocation and they were talking about Pierce from Within and like Opeth and uh, Theory and Practice. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, like all, all those bands, like I found out from these guys. <laughs> I was so like out of it. And then, yeah, and getting into a legion, what other people, like what our other guitar player was listening to, like Arch Enemy and, and Nevermore. I had never heard Nevermore. Arch Enemy I had heard, but I'd only heard John uh, Liva, Liva, Arch Enemy? John Liva, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Okay, yeah, and I was super into that, but I had never heard when Angela took over. I just, so that was, you know, eye-opening. So in your time where you weren't, you know where you say you were disenfran- disenfranchised disen uh you were fucking not listening to metal <laughs> yeah uh, well no it wasn't, it wasn't not metal. like you were not listening to metal i'm sorry you you were you kind of were just like pushed off of what was happening that you're into that ha- all the changes and shit so that pushed you in a different direction and you say you found death metal and stuff but what what was like your main shit that you listened to when you were doing the classical college Dude, classes. it was really just like the the Swedish like in flames and and uh, like early in flames and, and yeah. uh, slow work. Okay. Yeah. And I would go back. I mean, it's like I got into Machine Head a little bit, um, but that that was like a rocky relationship too because I love Burn My Eyes, and then the next couple of albums were just super weird, like for me. And then there was the whole rap thing that they did, the, like the new metal thing, and I just you know i couldn't get into that stuff at all all new metal like that whole genre just was like it's like they took all the good parts that i loved and threw them away and kept the parts that i didn't care about and added a whole bunch of other stuff that i fucking hate so yeah i don't know man I'm sorry. I feel like such a negative. No, no, it's all good, dude. Greg doesn't like anything. No, what's what's hilarious to me is that both Joel and I were you know part of that that quick little blip of that first wave of new metal that was I think our age i, I just it's missed more, it's, more, dude. it's more our age like uh you know like yeah. born in 84 85 i was 83 like so was just, yeah yeah like that was like, like that hit late. like that peaked at a, uh, the teenage angst like was yeah. my hormones were at the yeah. perfect spot 14, for that like, 15 years yeah, old exactly you know? like i liked corn and then it just after that no that's it oh see i, I, I totally missed it all yeah still to this day i have a really hard time but you know oh yeah no for sure it's all good it's super weird because it's it is like what you get into at what yeah. point in yeah. your life yeah exactly totally you know what i mean yeah. so there's only like, a few me, records like i'm gonna go listen to halloween and do like this like weenie kind of like you know power metal thing because i'm like at least they're playing fast and you know halloween's awesome dude i love halloween i'm so yeah. happy what's going on in that camp right now <laughs> do, do you like gamma ray i'm sure i never really get into them really yeah. yeah um i was just like oh it's the guy from halloween except it's just not as good as halloween that's always how i felt it's not keeper of the seven keys yeah, it's not whatever. keeper of the seven keys yeah 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, music is subjective for everyone. Have you ever heard of this band? I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Uh, they're called Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> no, now kind of underground, dude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did they ever have? Did they have an influence on you, Iron Maiden? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. That's I mean that's where you kind of learn harmonies. Yeah. From, like my age group, that's where we learned. You know, it was like, oh, what are they doing? Oh, they're playing those shapes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And then was... saw what like Death and did, and they're like, oh, they're harmonizing, but it's different. And then you yeah. go, you know, rip that apart and find out, oh shit, fourths and fifths. And... It's kind of a guitar rite of passage to learn how to be that name. You know, yeah. all the harmonies and like, yeah. oh okay, yeah, it's like a music lesson. Being... 13 and like figuring out the trooper like how to do both parts at the same time like slower than and that was like oh my god like six like yeah. that was or sick. you didn't know how yeah. to like really you didn't understand it was two people playing it and you're like i don't know how the fuck this is going yeah on. yeah yeah there's some, i mean for me and carrie i think the first harmony we ever figured out was when we figured out that slayer some just did that fourth harmony that was just right under the yeah. string we're yeah. like dude it's just right under we can harmonize everything <laughs> yeah, right it's just, just right under right. yeah just play the same thing up a few frets or whatever. Yeah. Just like, do it on the power chord note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's those fourth and fifths, dude. Yeah. Those are the exactly. Yeah, that was uh that was that was a game changer. Once you once you're sitting with a friend and you first hit a harmony and you you're first like, like you're like, what it sounds like like the room just fills up with like just love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or it's like the first time you accidentally hit a pinch harmonic and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just discovered how to a new way of playing guitar. <laughs> yeah. oh man. man i don't know man how people like developers it's so weird um i know this is going way too far back in the conversation but um on the the finding albums in the record store thing i got this behemoth shirt i can't really get the logo to come out but um it reminds me this is the demigod shirt and my friend bought the demigod album because it had a sticker advertising that carl sanders had a guest solo on the album demigod Mm -hmm. And that was like reason enough to buy an album back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stickers like for fans of. For fans like, of. You get like mm -hmm. three to five bands or whatever. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like I, a guest I may spot. add that we could probably see your shirt if it didn't look like you were in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting some serious shade thrown on my visuals right now. I'm just not prepared for. It, I mean, you're Wait, literally you threw your own it. shade, bro. I could your own pass. shade. I'm sorry. In the room. <laughs> I know it is. It sucks because this shirt is super sick. And yeah, that uh, black shout shirt out to cool, uh, dude. Third Eye. I know, right? Third Third Eye Records in Long Beach. They got some sick shit. Go check it out. All right. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. I like. I feel so bad for busting your balls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking yeah. Hilarious. Well, since your room is so nicely lit, how's that? Is that the Dream Theater? <laughs> it's uh, because I'm back? so old. It's I. I if I don't have light, I'm just wandering in a sea of darkness. But, is that the Dream Theater vinyl back there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Petrucci actually signed that. That was a that was a gift. Ooh. I've actually I've never even opened it. I just keep it up there. But. So we don't have to talk about this. We can edit this out. But um, <laughs> there was is it true? I mean, you've told me a little bit. I don't there know about, the, um, <laughs> about you having like an uh, opportunity to play for Megadeth. Opportunity. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I I was I was suggested to replace Chris Broderick. Oh my goodness. 
by Chris Adler, but I didn't, I didn't even get an audition. I want to be very clear on this because I don't even think it's like, like for myself, that's cool. But in the grand scheme of, of, of life, (laughs) it's, it's, it's not a thing. Still a fun story. (laughs) I know it is a fun story, but you know, we all have those like, Oh, yeah, opportunities and i've had a few of them you know and and they sound awesome in my head but they never fucking happen so it doesn't matter you know i mean i you know it's... and it was on my it was it was me making the decision because it was at a time in my life that i couldn't make it work because it would have been very it would have been taking a lot of me you know yeah. and it would have been a fucking great oh, the thing, suffocation just... thing <laughs> Oh, we're, not, we're cutting all this out anyways. <laughs> oh, all right. no, 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 don't cut it out. Don't cut it out. No, that's fine. Yeah, I got that opportunity as well, but oh, you know, I found out three days later that I was having my first child. And no, they, yeah, they toured a lot at that time, right, so. Right. Yeah, no, uh, I, it would have been super cool to fucking at least, you know, do the demo. It would have been that, uh, that Blood Oath song. That's what dude. I was going to be doing. It would have been cool, dude. I even hit up Zach. I was like ready, and then I found out three days later oh, fucking... Fuck. It wasn't gonna work, you know. Yo, let's just do that, dude. I'll I'll play all this stuff. You just sing on it, dude. Dude, I'll, I'd love to do that song. That song actually kind of that sounds slap. super easy. Like the the you know the straightforward fucking. Yeah, it's pretty slow. Yeah, but Mike Smith kills it. Yeah, dude. So yeah, so but those why opportunities. Did you turn down Megadeth. What? <laughs> uh, so it's super funny. Like when I got the text, I'm like. I'm I'm gonna working at a gas station, you know, like what are you fucking talking? You know, like when Chris hit me up, I was like, he's like, dude, I have something to tell you. I was like, are we going on tour, dude? Like, because <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. Uh, and he's like, no. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then yeah, and then he, I, he wasn't allowed to tell me, so he like vaguely told me, and then I just threw up a lot. But I was already cleaning the gas station, so it was easy to mop up. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I remember I called Carrie because I was freaking out. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's my favorite band. It's a weird thing, man. It's like, I don't want to be in my favorite band. It's a weird, weird, right? That's a weird thing. It's like, I don't see myself in that. And, and I also kind of felt like, like, if I did it, I mean, of course, like, if the when the, if they was like hey come audition I, of course like i'd be stupid not to do it right but i kind of felt like i would be disingenuous to myself in a way like you know what i would rather fail trying to do my own thing than do that like for me i just would have i would just be like you know i feel like i'm just in a cover band and like yes i'm in like the band responsible for me doing anything but i i would have just felt bad i it's just like i need to i need to succeed or fail on my own terms yeah i, I don't want it to be and like i remember having this like huge crisis to carry on the phone and he's just like that's that's a rough one but <laughs> <laughs> i'm even dude i don't even remember what he said i was too freaking out i was literally that was a pretty good carry yeah. outside my <laughs> apartment going i can't I, I don't know 
Damn. It's not a good yeah. story. Like, no, it, but I kind of, I understand yeah, what you're saying. Cause yeah, even if it is mega death, it's like you're in a situation as an artist who likes to create and you're not contributing to the project that you're doing it. And it would take up, you know, all your time if it was fucking them, you know? So it's like, where, where are you going to be able to actually do your output? I mean, you've, yeah, that's the thing. You Allegiant is so sick. Like, I'm so glad we have so much more Allegiant than. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh. I mean, for me personally, I'd rather you just do Allegiant, but. I mean, didn't Kiko definitely wrote some stuff though, right? You'd still have some writing. Well, Kiko was perfect. We because we played yeah. with Megadeth like shortly after that. We did uh, it was dude, it was super odd because then we did a headlining tour with uh, all the dudes that just quit Megadeth. We did Act of Defiance. That's right. And, you know, and then they told me ten years of horror stories, and then people. I'm going to be very careful about my next words. <laughs> People within the Megadeth camp calling for help from uh, certain people that were no longer in Megadeth when I was standing right there, you know, and oh, like, wow. there's a, there's the, the rumors are true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the other reason it's like, dude, you don't want to meet your hero. You know, you just don't. But let's let's keep it at a far, and then you don't have to like go through that. You just judge them on their, their yeah, yeah, on their on their work that meant so much to you. Don't yeah, yeah. No, I, I I I agree with that. I mean, to an extent, you oh, there's times where you run into people and you can't avoid it either, though. Too, but luckily when that's happened with me, they've been good people. I've yeah. actually met a couple. I've met one dude that you know could have just been having an odd night. But yeah, it's like, it's, that's another thing too, is just catching people on a certain day, you know, yeah. they could be dealing with a bunch of bullshit that, you know, you're never going to know about because you don't know them personally anyways, but yeah. you know, humans can sometimes fuck up and take it out on a random person. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've, I've never, anytime I've met any of my other heroes, they've been like super awesome, but yeah there has been there has been times i've been like and I, that's why i'm so thankful that greg you we you feel so highly of me as a person because i like i'll tell greg like i really like this new band blah blah, blah. and he'll be like i met him bunch of assholes <laughs> i don't remember saying that <laughs> no i mean there was none of I mean, you didn't say it like that but you're like yeah they're kind of dicks i don't know and i was like <sighs> yeah i don't like him as much anymore now <laughs> that's, that's another funny thing in the like the with metal you have the music but there's also like it's very important to be cool to a metalhead that listens to your music that's like that's a very like that could make or break it doesn't matter how good your music is uh, a group of people will stop listening to you because oh uh you know ingve is an asshole you know, you know what i mean just like uh there's there's the main guy or something's like an asshole and then you're like then that kind of spreads around and i have i have friends that, that are you know in the metal camp community that are known as that asshole and then i love and then it kind of just kind of like, you know, like what, like what Anthony's saying, like, been, like what, was you know, say, having a bad day, you know, someone's yeah. having a bad day or mm -hmm. something like, like that happens. And then they're forever ruined in a group of like, like 14 teenagers. Like, you know, like, you know, what's, what's even worse is when, you know, you've been that asshole too. And then it's like, oh my God, like anytime we've, we've toured with Entheos twice and I was eating like all the shit. And I always felt bad. I was like, oh, 
And then the one time we were going to tour with Entheos when like I had my head scored on, uh, screwed on right, COVID happened. And I was like, oh man, I was looking forward to apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm sorry. I was such a shithead. I was, yeah, my, you know, everything was fucked. <laughs> uh, it, it, that's what it is, dude. It's just like, I mean, I'm going to extend that point again. It's like you have, there's so many people that I've heard the, uh, you know, heard that they're, they're shitty people. And then I meet them and I, like Joe was saying, I fucking love them. You know, I never, I never get any of the vibes that people have said. So it's all interpretation. It's all timing. It's all everybody's mood in that interaction. And then they part from that. And then they have a solid, you know, assumption of who that person is from that point forward, you know? Yeah. And being in a band is hard. It sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... It's definitely tough. It, it's, you're, you know, it's a rough life. So it's hard to kind of deal with anybody, you I know? Think, I think death metal is like, like no one's super rich. Like, it's a nice level to meet people in death metal. Anything above that in like, you know, more popular metal or any kind of music the celebrity that starts to become more of a thing, but metal, everyone's like pretty chill. Like there's not those like standout. Like, That's egos. why when you meet those, when you meet the egos in death metal, you're like, Jesus, man, you make, you made $36,000 yeah. last year. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're, like yeah. and you're like on top of the game, you know? Like, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah no one should have such a crazy, like, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's, we're also like grown men going around the earth, like yelling at you. Like, yeah. Well, I guess like doing this podcast, I've like met so many fucking like Cryptopsy last week, like so many of these fucking guys. They're so good. They're they're like, I I joke, I got bumped for good. They're the nicest dudes. They're so super nice. We've played with them a couple times and it's always been such a pleasure. And that's kind of my point. Yeah, like salt of the earth guys. Yeah, yeah. this is the cool level of like cool stardom to be getting to meet these people and so on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wanna you wanna run us through like the the founding of a legion and how the, the band got going? Uh, I mean, sure. I was like, I moved to Colorado to get my master's, um, like in two thousand and six, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and then uh, my first order business. I chose. I was either I wanted to either go to uh, CSU because the guitar department. Uh, down there is fantastic like all my favorite guitar players uh classical guitar players are like teach uh you know uh is this the boulder campus or the fort collins oh i'm sorry uh i'm getting my uh university of southern california i got my oh usc usc sorry sorry usc (laughs) (laughs) yeah whoops uh subtle but important all together yeah so usc (laughs) Uh, that's that's where I really wanted to go, but then I chose I chose Colorado because I figured like, dude, you want to be in a band? I feel like you have way more of an opportunity to be stand out in a state that's a little like not so known for band stuff. So like, I made that strategic decision to get my master's here in Colorado, so that like when I did join a band, we'd have a I would have a bigger shot of like doing, doing what I do now. Um, mm-hmm. So it paid off, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So like I, I moved here, I moved to Fort Collins. 
Um, and then uh, was trying to go to school in Denver. And then uh, I went to school. I went to the orientation for my master's program. And then uh, I got the bill. And I did not realize I had decided to go to a private school. And I was like, oh, wow, everything that I saved up for grad school was gone in a semester. So I was like, I'm not taking a school loan out to go get a master's in classical guitar. I will like, it just, it just sounded like a bad idea. So quit going to school, started working at Target and then just tried to get into a band. Like that was all I wanted to do anyway. Like the classical thing was my fallback plan. Like I really wanted to be in a band. Um, so could not get an audition to save my life from any band. No band wanted uh, so I, was, I got fed up and I was like, fine, I'll start my own band. And then uh, the day after that I met with the singer, uh, a, this band Allegiance called me that their guitar player did something. He stole a car and fled the state, <laughs> Texas. I was going to say like broken arm or something. No, like no, <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, I don't even remember the guy's name. Uh, I remember he was a killer guitar player. Yeah, he did something. I remember he was a killer. I remember he involved and and fleeing the state. Um, And then, so they were looking for someone to fill in for a couple shows. And uh, and I was like, oh, well, I'm definitely interested. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I wanted to go be in, like, I I wanted to go the Dream Theater Yes route. And that was kind of where my brain was going. Like I wanted to go into the prog rock, prog metal way. That was yes. what I wanted to do. And then it turned out to be this death metal band that played technical music. And I was like, well, that's a lot of fun. So I'm down, right? And then I remember uh, just, you know, being a classical guitar player where that is where my head was for so many years that like, I didn't know how to do all this technique stuff that, they required and it was like okay i'll learn it that's that's kind of how it was and um and i remember i went to the audition uh and it was a song off our ep uh the weeds will prosper and i remember going hey man if you just write it down uh, i'll be good just just write it down and and like and do it and they're like no it's going to take way too long i just my whole thing it's like dude i can read anything being just a classical musician that's like where my brain that's how my brain works so but they wanted me to do it all (laughs) by my ears and i remember it took us like three hours to get through one riff and uh it was just it was painful and then they uh there's like all right we'll write out the rest of the song and come in the next day and i just as soon as he did it it was like, it got super proggy, really odd times. And I just sat there and read it. And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I told you, just write it down and I can play it. So that's how it went from then. But um, it was just a, it was, I mean, it was a cool experience, like doing an audition and doing the band stuff, but it was also kind of real painful. Just like, just my background, I was incredibly immature just because I had done 
this classical kind of like thing, right? I hadn't really gone, I had played gigs like as, in bands in high school and stuff, but I hadn't played like a real gig so long. I was so green and so, but I was super hungry too. That's all I wanted to do. So, um, I mean, they told me actually, I, I ran into our original guitar player, I think it was last year and they were like, yeah, dude, we are totally kicking you out. <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like oh that's Damn. funny because i'm the only one left but um <laughs> uh yeah they were totally gonna kick me out because i just i didn't have the chops but i just like i wanted it so i just busted my ass and learned i didn't know how to sweep pick i didn't know how to do any of this stuff and it was just like cool that's what we need to do fuck it i you know i i know how to work on my instrument so i just went to work and then i improved so fast that that came well that's stupid why would we kick him out so, and then, I mean, that's, that's really how Allegiance, Allegiance started. Um, and then, uh, really interesting, our drummer at the time, I believe his name was Nick. I don't know his last name, but uh, we wanted to go more of a death metal direction and he couldn't do blast beats or all. And then like, he was having a hard time. All he would do was draw. And he would never show up to practice. And so we were like, we're going to have to fire this kid. He was super awesome. He was like a great guy. We didn't want to do it. And then he's like, he shows up one day. He's like, okay, uh, after the next gig, I have to quit. I got a job for DC Comics drawing Batman. And we were like, get the fuck out of here. Like, go. <laughs> it worked out. It was like perfect. And then, yeah. And then we changed our name to, we got a couple litigation letters from a couple different bands like really close together from other bands called allegiance so we just like threw vowels at the fucking board and <laughs> we never wanted to go through that bullshit again <laughs> so it's like i don't know make up something stupid so oh we got the name Allegiant because we it's stupid and we didn't think anybody would ever want it and uh is it an actual word no okay, okay. complete gibberish I used to read it as Aleg Aeon. Yeah, like it's it's great, man. A leggy blonde, alligator pie. <laughs> I it all. No, no one, that was a no one can spell it right. It's I oh love god, this. oh good, yeah, yeah. I have photos from everywhere. I'm, I'm like I have two. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is it? Metal and hardcore festivals were spelled wrong on every single poster. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. Ali Jagogon. <laughs> That's funny because I, I I heard I kept hearing your name, um, you know, two thousand I don't know, eight or nine something like that, eight or nine or ten, and uh, kept hearing the name, but then I would see the logo, and I didn't sit I didn't think that was the band I was hearing. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like anything. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, Le like a legion. Legion was in my head, so I was like, oh, legion, like a oh, legion. So yeah. that's what I was looking for, and I never saw it. And people be like, "This band, a legion," and I'm like, oh, "What's Alagrian is over there?" But what's up? Well, with it, sounds, it sounds better that way than uh, Alagion, Alagion, Alagion. You know. Yeah, yeah. However you want. I think someone called us Agamemnon, and I. <laughs> oh yeah, that's sick. That would be a sick name for sure. Yeah, a leggy blonde. That was my favorite. I was like, fuck yeah, leggy blonde. That's that's <laughs> the one. That's that's the band I'm in. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So then you, so you basically got the band together. Um, the first album, when was the first album put together? Was that what that lineup after the the drummer left for T- DC? Um, okay, so yeah, man, it gets more complicated than that. Um, like I said, I was like pretty immature, and I was having major personality conflicts with members because I'm a neurotic mess. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and it's so stupid thinking back i was just like such a different person you know back then and yeah i just had huge conflicts with our with our bass player at the time and uh i had had it i was quitting i was like fuck this i'm i'm out i didn't want to do it anymore and um we got my uh one of my closest friends he's like dude I'm doing an internship with Century Media. If you can get me a recording, I'll I'll hand it in. And then I was like, fuck. All right. Well, I called up uh, Ryan Glisson, our original guitar player. I was like, so here's the deal. Uh, yeah. And I was like, you don't have to put any of my music on it. We'll just, you know, do the thing. And he's like, no, we should, we should put, you know, he was actually cool about it. He was like, we should put some of, you know, one of your songs on there which I didn't expect because literally I was out the door. I wasn't planning to do it. And then it just took off from there. So like it got the, just the crowd started showing up, you know, we were packing clubs here in Colorado and then, uh, the, you know, we started handing the EP to everybody sent it to metal blade. They told us to fuck off. Um, and then they would call us every once in a while. Hey, what are you doing? Like we're doing this and this and this, and they're like, cool. <laughs> and that's it. And they kept checking on us. And and uh I our our rep, he was he's not even like an artist relations guy over Metal Blaze. Uh he was doing like um like web stuff and everything. He just really liked the band, Vince Edwards. And uh so I think he got permission to sign us, but like we didn't even think about it because they told us, I think on three different occasions, they weren't interested. So he was just, it was just super supportive. So we're, we're like, Hey Vince, do you want to, we'll fly out, come see a show. Cause he was just been so cool to us. And he walked off the plane. He's like, well, if we sign you, you're not getting any fucking money. <laughs> and that was the first thing they said. And then, yeah. uh, yeah, so we signed. Uh, it's, real, know, it's a real it's realistic what? super super realistic that's a realistic oh, yeah, record deal dude. i mean it's like i was homeless i was going through my first divorce i didn't give a fuck like honestly i was like you know like the record industry at this time like was this was 2009 didn't know quite what to do with streaming right so it's it's like when anytime the music industry had any format change, they'd always jumped on it, right? When it went from like eight tracks to tapes to vinyl, you know, whatever it was, they always were like, okay, it's a physical product and they jumped on it. When it went to MP3s and streaming, I don't, they kind of didn't know kind of what to make of it or like how to like make a profit with it. So the record industry kind of like, like ignored it and turned their backs on it. Anyway, so at this time, it was kind of like the height of 360 deals and like the real, like the industry was kind of in the toilet for the most part. And can you, uh, uh, can you explain a 360 deal to people that, yeah, I don't know that 360 deal, like the record company gets a cut of everything, your merch, like 360 from my degrees. understanding. Yeah. 
everything that the band produces, they get a cut, right? So your guarantee, your merch, your, you okay. know, you know, and they, they, of course, they retain the rights to your music. And like Metal Blade never did that. So we were really fortunate in that. But, you know, the, the writing was on the wall and we, we got signed to a development deal, right? Like a lot of bands at the time. It's like Metal Blade took a big risk on Allegiant, right? And we were, we were, you know, a handful of bands. And I think we're only the only band left from that whole wave. Um, what is a development deal? Where it's like, it's it's not a very good deal. Like our deal is really trash and it's, it's six albums, right? So um, you know, it's it's where it's like they don't they don't think I mean I'm gonna have to paraphrase because you know what they may say it is is maybe different than how I interpret it, but it was like they were there to develop the band. They didn't think we were there. Like we weren't a product that they thought had legs, but they thought we had a potential, right? So they did it as kind of a risk. And I think they, they did that to a lot of bands. And it's just like throwing bands at the wall and see what sticks. And also uh, if, if I'm thinking about it in like the entertainment development deals as well, like for comedians and other shit, it's, it's you can't work for anybody else under that deal either. So you may not be, they may be working on you de developing and then, then it could get to the end and they, you know, want their, they want out. But during that whole time, you weren't allowed to do anything else under any other label. Maybe. I don't yeah. know if it's the same as with music, but obviously like if they're, if metal blade saying we're going to work on you, but then you guys are like, Oh, we want to put an EP out independently. You know, they'd be like, no, you can't do that while we're working on you. I think, yeah, I think that's 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 about right like everything yeah. we do they you know they get i think they own basically so but, i'm not getting because a development deal from uh what i heard previously then maybe so basically you already did sign for a certain amount of albums yeah. but it was they called it a development deal yeah okay yeah and and, and you know i was not I was so gung-ho at that point. Like I didn't have any, I was living on people's floors. You know, I was like, fine, dude, put us in a van. At least I know where I'll sleep. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, you know, there's, you know, when we signed, it was a, I don't want to say it was a rocky relationship because it wasn't, but you felt like no one gave a shit, right? That's just how you felt. Don't feel like that anymore. Like Metal Blade's been amazing to us. And like, they already like, you know, this is our last album with them. And they've already said, We're, we'll do right by you and everything like that. But, you know, it's, it's kind of here nor there. I mean, I wish, <laughs> I wish we didn't have to do six albums <laughs> before we could get, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, a good deal, but whatever. But like, at some point you have to go look, they took a risk, you know, it paid off for them with, with us, but they take a risk on a lot of bands and it, and it didn't, you know, nothing happened. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, you can't, is anything sure in music. One is you can't fucking compare yourself to any other of your peers. You just can't because it will drive you nuts. And, uh, 
you, you just don't be jealous of your like that's the hardest thing because you'll see but you know i i think that you know it's it's be very easy for me to kind of be bitter about the whole situation but i am not that way i'm super grateful like everything i have is like yeah i don't like my whole business, my teaching business is all because of a legion. I feed myself because of a legion. I make a really good, you know, living wage because of a legion. And the only reason I can do any of that is because of, a, you know, Metal Blade. I've taken so, lessons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You want to you, you, you elaborate on that? <laughs> oh, yeah. So like I, I teach. Right. No, but, no, I mean, I mean, Joel, elaborate on your lessons, dude. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah, shut uh, up, Greg. Let Joel talk. So, so Greg teaches. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, no, we, um, it was one of those, uh, late night, um, uh, calls that me and him have had over the years. And, uh, I was like, dude, I'll fucking sign up for 10 lessons right now. And I just like sent him like a bunch of money. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, um, showed up to two of them. <laughs> show up the two of them <laughs> no but i was like it was mostly like just fucking you know and you, you were talking about like moving which you never moves maybe i won't have those lessons back but um <laughs> and just financially you were like you were like you know going through some things and i was like dude here's you know i'm down to take lessons to help out like i'm super down and um and they were fucking awesome they just were like in the middle of my work day usually and i was like hey i'm doing this wrong i don't know and like greg's like well you suck so next i'm just kidding no you didn't say that no uh, greg, no uh, greg's an awesome teacher man um and you're probably i have a co-worker that actually wants to still he keeps talking about you but he hasn't ever hit you up one of those guys but um Talk but uh yeah but no you're like you're pretty booked man you you have a lot of lessons right like uh like your calendar i remember being pretty pretty lengthy like you're you're yeah. you have a full schedule pretty much right yeah it's awesome now because it's like i have europe you know mostly in the mornings and then you know it i it it's fine when i'm in colorado but it's like when i'm when i'm in ottawa i'm like oh i'm finishing it midnight because <laughs> i have yeah, california yeah. students you know um but yeah we kind of digress my point but yeah okay you you do very well with your lessons and he is open for lessons if you guys need it greg <laughs> yeah i mean I any just... plugs in the beginning definitely want you to plug that oh yeah i teach there you go let, let me help you <laughs> diamond greg burgess teacher <laughs> Uh, see how many of those guys you'd find uh, uh, <laughs> mr Burgess is out there coupon code is cali death for uh three <laughs> <laughs> percent we should anyway. we should sponsor it one student to take one lesson with greg that's what we should do everybody but oh uh, yeah you probably done. not brainstorm live but yes anyway <laughs> um, i feel like i have like blabbed this whole podcast and i know it's great no i love it no i love the guest yeah. zero interaction that's, that's the point of it i remember we were, we were talking to uh because matt is, uh, yeah he, he does the vox and hops podcast you know that uh um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he basically said that um because we were talking about him doing sebastian bach and how he basically he, he asked three questions the whole time and just let sebastian just go nuts but he he was like that's what i like to do i like to just ask like four or five questions and let the people talk for 30 minutes it's like i no. was like Fuck, we have. Nah. We're we're too. We jump to in that. too much. I'm talking over you right now as you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I I don't know. This is the habit I'm in. This episode going way way back. Um, 
you mentioned the USC thing as the the dream music school or whatever, but the 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 saturation of talent or whatever. I had a kid in my high school who went to USC for music trumpet, and yeah. he dropped out after a year or two, and he just hated it. And he just said it was like a ultimate. No one was happy, and everyone was just shitting on each other because they were just all so good, pushing each other way too hard, and and it just it killed music for him. He's like, I just didn't want to do it at all. So yeah. I, I think you might've dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I mean, obviously it worked out mm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, I'm not a competitive guy. I'm like competitive with myself, but the people I'm just like, I remember when I was doing my, uh, getting ready for my audition, even in Denver, uh, other students were camped outside my practice room and just talking shit. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not my not my style at all yeah probably yeah damn well fuck those guys <laughs> I, you know whatever they're, you know i hope they're all doing very well yeah for sure <laughs> so i have a question actually about yeah, uh gu guitar stuff so you seem to be like i mean a legion as far as i know um one of the first kind of melodic metal death metal whatever you want to call your genre bands to use an eight string um and i, I was w always wondering because you know when the eight string came out we, we were we did a tour with uh you know tosin was playing uh with a bonus born of osiris but he had animals as leaders that was coming out and he was working on that stuff and he had an eight string with them and he was just like handing it around to everyone going like check this shit out you know like yeah and it was like a new thing but they were using it in such a you know just more i mean tosin obviously used it pretty openly but a lot of people have used it more of a chuggy kind of heavy way um you kind of took the eight string and made it like a melodic like added it to the melodic repertoire of your band was that always part of the band or did that come in in like the second or third album and when did that eight string kind of that i mean that happened in 2012 so our first two our first ep and the first record were just seven um in fact there's only three songs on the second album that had eight string and i just like when it was brought up it was like oh awesome you know it was it was i thought of it as an opportunity to try like some different keys right because and just used it like as a like an opportunity it's like oh cool there's more notes and we can you know use it in, in a composition way that was that was my mindset but like i the eight string that i borrowed to write with it was uh an ibanez and it was like a 28 inch scale and it's mm -hmm. like you know certain guitars work for certain types of music for what we did the scale length was just painful is right? that length is that longer than average yeah, yeah. 25 and a half is usually oh really Damn. yeah so um it's like i think mashuga plays 29 or 30 they always do one big one step bigger yeah <laughs> <laughs> right but it's because they're like it's so rhythmic that yeah. like they don't have to you know not that i know i i'm gonna probably be shit on for but i don't i'm gonna say i don't think because I, I like literally don't know but i don't they don't do a lot of riffing right it's like a lot of rhythmic complexity yep is that okay that's, yeah that's on so like for them it's it works because uh you know of what they're doing but for allegiant it like it was just it did not work um so i hated it i absolutely hated it so i didn't contribute to any of that so but then 
after we did that record and there was a strength science, then it was, we had no choice. So then we went over permanently, but it is like <clears throat> for, I mean, me, it's like, why have eight if you're not going to use all eight? It doesn't make any sense. So but you, you still use eight, right? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten used to it now. It's like, well, now with BC Rich, I'm, I'm in 27. I was only doing 26 and a half. Okay. But, I mean, my new BC Rich, the custom will be 26 and a half. So okay. it'll be way easier to play. So nice. So what you, is it? Why, why does it get longer the more strings? It's just like it just stays in tune better because it's getting uh, okay. lower. More yeah. tension. Yeah, yeah. So I'd just rather for just for my hands health, I would rather just get thicker strings on the bottom and not crank my wrist over. Do you can you do some uh some eight string sweeps? No. Not right now. I'm just I'm not saying right now. Bring <laughs> <I do laughs> it out, dude. I do seven, seven a lot. lot but not eight yeah yeah so you you mainly use you but you i hear your music you're riffing on that eight string like you are definitely like using the eight string a lot it seems like you're not giving yourself credit for using the eight string much but like you actually like will do some like bouncy kind of nevermore-ish kind of ribs on riffs on the eight string correct yes i mean sometimes i mean i it depends like what key we're in right yeah. like so I mean, I tried to do something really different for the new record. I wanted uh, every song that I wrote to be in a different key, right? So that means I'm like, I don't want to rely on open strings. I want to do like a lot. But I find that like with the eight string, like first fret through like maybe fifth fret is kind of, it's just muddy. Yeah, it's kind of the same. It, yeah, it's just like you hear the bass tone. You hear the distortion from the guitar, but you don't really hear the note right it's the bass that is the hero there so it's, the hero of circuit city yeah <laughs> the hero of low frequencies oh. <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> sorry the hero of low frequency <laughs> there it is there it is call that we don't i mean it's it's weird you'll use it i don't know it, it, it just seems it's more of a special use. It's like yeah. not don't play a lot on it to be you know, honest. No. Yeah, you 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 do yeah, like you're the 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 right amount of eighth string for a band, which is like in those sick riffs where it's like da 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 the yeah. first song on the on the the apoptosis. I love that riff how you're using the eight on that. So Oh sick. Thanks. Yeah. Well, so this also, is oh, yeah, go ahead. one one point six one eight, right? That's kind of like an iconic eighth string riff. Like I think yeah. everyone everyone fucking knows that that's part of that riff is the eight string aspect the eight string yeah i yeah i had yeah i thought i had brilliance it's gone <laughs> so here's, here, here's some brilliance for you uh no it's not really but um what do you think fuck what do you think uh high school greg would think of with the whole going through new metal and stuff like that how much you hated seven string corn seven string well oh, not that you hated seven string but still what yeah, would, would, high school you, would Greg you have punched me or Joel? No, 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 no. But what, what would high school Greg think of you in the future with some secret binoculars playing eight strings now? I, I know what he's going to say. Oh, dude, I think high school Greg would be stoked on a okay. Satrushi, right? What? No, seven string. He was seven string, right? Yeah, but still, I mean, you know, like 
John Pertusi was showing how you can extend range guitar in the prog setting back then. Yeah, I mean, it was it was never about how many strings, right? It was just like what you did with them that was kind of like, but you know, high school Greg was stupid. Like even high school Greg knew high school Greg was stupid. Like my senior year of high school, I went around to apologize to all the people that I had like, like, it's not you. I'm just a fucking idiot, you know, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I apologize to a lot of people my senior year. By the time I hit the senior year, I'm like, wow, I've been an asshole, you know, so. like. But that shows you found some clarity by the end of it. Yeah, like, I, I didn't have to do the, like, you know, hey, when we were in high school, I was a real dick. At least yeah. I did when I was in high school, you know, I, like, I had that, like, oh, wow, you're just, like, really angry because, dude, I don't know. You're full of fucking hormones and stupid. Yeah. You didn't at least you didn't have to do the rehab where you have to go like go, make amends with everyone and like call yeah, people that you wrong. Did you play any like, sports or anything in high school? I played a little football and then I did track and swim team. I bounced around. I got it out on the field, dude, when I was playing football and hitting the weight room and shit. That's where I was getting all that shit out. Yeah. I could I, I kept hurting my hands, so I quit. Yeah. I kept jamming my hands and I couldn't play. So I, yeah. It's kind of like me with the, because in a skater community, it was like a couple falls. I'm like, all right, well, uh, my, my finger's broken. So I'm going to go ahead and like, I'm, I can't skate anymore because I'm scared of it now. And now I can't play any music. So yeah, just basically kind of wiped out any kind of extreme sports was, was guitar. Cause you like, you don't want to like, hurt the hurt the arms hurt the hands hurt the shoulder like you saw steve vai doing like the the have you seen that Absolute like no picking yeah. yeah yeah like no. what happened to him i've been asking just, people and no one's been able to tell me i think just age right Does it age Rip. happened to him? just close to the end dude <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean if he's in a sling i i just was well if he, got, he got shoulder surgery he got dude like, if oh, your shoulder's fucked rotator. up, I'm 36 and my shit's fucked up from actually from football, dude. I know exactly what game it happened and everything, dude. And ever since that game, my shit has never been the same, dude. No. So don't put your kids in football. Fuck that shit. Dude. Let them watch that shit on TV like Joel does. <laughs> Just get drunk like Joel and watch, watch football. Yeah, they're much safer that way, actually, dude. The armchair quarterback, it's way, yeah, way safer. <laughs> Speaking of that was the, the, the when you went live that one time with when me and you were kind of drinking, it was about we were fuck, all about fuck, the Chiefs that night. All about the Chiefs that night, but that means that were you all about the Broncos that night or what was going on there? Dude, I don't. Dude, to be honest, I grew up. I saw Howie Long play when I was a kid. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was always a Raiders fan until <sighs> the time we played Oakland, <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe I don't like the Raiders anymore because. It was, it was just such a bad experience. They're the they're the most metal team though. Like you know, like all the Slayer guys were wearing like yeah. all the Raiders things. I and... mean, it, it was it wasn't that. It was like literally was Howie Long. But like after that experience, I just stopped watching football. I'd like it kind of was, was like yeah, well, that's that sucks. So you know what's kind of funny is that you talk about new metal and the whole new metal phase. I went and saw Corn with my dad. And How was like, it? Uh, so I was I was in deep Corn. I was I was just cream i was the cream of the crap <laughs> cream of the corn. Um, cream of the corn. i was i fresh was like the cob dude he was fresh off the cob and my dad the was cornfields dude he can't yeah, find his way dad, out just my dad wanted to see like i was telling my dad he's a bass player. In the corner 
he was a bass player and i was like dude check out this bassist which is fieldy who doesn't really play any speaking of eight string you can't hear any notes um like he basically just hear you just hear a twang like no there's all like there's no notes yeah what did your dad think so he was like he was being supportive i was in like high school yeah he was like you should ask him what he really dad's awesome dude i just realized you were talking about i thought this was a recent thing that's why i was like oh how was it <laughs> yeah, yeah I took my dad to corn in the last, last eight year. years. No, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. No, but uh, so it was how they, the, that's how they awesome. bomb. They re they redo it every year, dude. Every yeah, no, it was it was I was looking really. It was like Rob Zombie in corn or something like that. And I was like, I was like, I'm fucking down, dude. This is the shit right here, Dad. You got to come check this out. And uh, I took him there, and I was like, I was down with all the songs and stuff. And I was walking away like I don't like corn anymore. I don't know yeah. why the show. There's nothing wrong with the show. Everything. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a. It's I don't know I don't know how to explain it. I mean it's happened with you know if you want to. So you had already sports. been in. You had already been a fan for a while. I mean yeah right? you could re- yeah 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 I'm like I'm like in this the is like what during issues my... or something. Yeah yeah definitely. Yeah that's where I fell <laughs> off too. And, no but I liked and... I liked issues though. But the thing is though I went to the went to go see them live mm-hmm. and once I saw them live and they made no mistakes and just did their corn thing. I like was walking out of there like I don't want to listen to them anymore. Like it was a weird like thing so that overcame. I was just it was kind of like a a a, a I was in the Fear Factory at the time too. So I was kind yeah. of like slowly going to Fear Factory and like more you know dun, 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 like more like picking and actual like guitar bass, was playing guitar. Yeah. Um, and that's I mean Corn and Fear Factory are the reason why I bought a seven string. That was the that's why I was asking you the eight string questions. Is like oh. I would see the the, so the Ibanez catalogs with uh, Dino and and Head and stuff, and I'd be like, yeah. whoa, dude. So you're like a freak. Room. You're like a freak unleashed, basically. <laughs> you're like a you know. When I had issues, dude. <laughs> but um, it's, dude. <laughs> no, no but, dude. Uh, I mean, I think the combo of like Fear Factory and taking your dad to that concert probably was what pushed it out the back door. I have this weird thing where I want to show my dad like like my dad's not into metal at all. But like, mm. I have this like fantasy of like, like I found like a sick, cause he's into like pro, like he's into like Eric Johnson, you know, like, uh, mm. you know, Guthrie Govan. He's into good stuff, uh, aristocrats sure. and like all, all the cool stuff, but like it's all the cool dad stuff. He's like, just, yeah, he's a murderer at the dad stuff. Like, like and, it, and it's stuff. all, it's all the talented, most talented musicians. You know what I mean? Dad um, shred. but the yeah, dad shred, but it's not like the songwriting i like really want to like like the i want to show him like you know like opeth or something or i want him to be down with that but i know he the growls and stuff he'll just be like oh sick dude well uh, i'm gonna go get a beer while this guy farts in the mic <laughs> you should show him like uh well no he doesn't he doesn't like tech shit though does he like tech jazz or does he i actually like- have shown no i've shown him a legion he uh the subdivisions cover because my dad got me into rush mm. so as a child my dad got me into rush and i was like hey my, i had to frame it like this because we were still um you know the whole the whole fantasy of getting all realm together was just still going to happen but like it was still fresh it was like we got riley's down you know carrie's down blah blah and i'm like hey the guy that's singing this is going to be possibly in our band so check this out um check out this cover of subdivisions and he's like yeah this fucking this guy can fucking sing i'm like gotcha bitch it's <laughs> so funny <laughs> wait real quick i have a similar story that i just had last weekend so i'm hoping my parents uh get this house ready because they're getting rid of it and uh moving and so my uncle's helping too and he comes down and i was like yeah dude so i got this uh guy greg coming on the episode and he uh he he covered a rush song on uh one of his previous albums and and it sounds good dude you want to check it out and he's like yeah dude and dude every time the double bass would start playing he'd be like (laughs) 
he'd like he had that was his reaction every time he'd hear the double bass like <laughs> like in a good way like he was like oh it actually sounds like good because he doesn't like metallica and shit right so he he's down with the the chugs and stuff like that so but with the double bass on the song his only reaction during the whole thing was just <laughs> laughing dude and i was like okay does he and then at the end of the song he was like dude so that was good. like really good and i'm like all right <laughs> you made me feel like i didn't know if i was showing you some shit that was just like these fucking kids trying to take rush and fucking make it all metal like dude that's the fucking you know i don't know yeah didn't you say that like the you got the nod from rush or something on that or some something yeah rush's management loved it they they really dug subdivision so cool metal blade sent it to them um wow yeah, I mean, because we did animate too. I love that. Yeah, I, love that I was too. gonna say they did. Yeah, that song too. Yeah, yeah. So they they really dug it. When we did Roundabout, that was a different story. Dude, that really? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I thought that was so good, dude. But what did, did it go to Yes's management? I thought we were gonna get crucified by Rush fans because it's like you can't really fuck with Rush, like you know what I mean. But I was shocked at how well that went over. So I was yeah. like, oh yeah, Yes is gonna be great. And oh. it was the exact opposite. Yes, fans walked, lost it. Except really? the guitar player from Frank Zappa, who was like, this is fucking awesome. And I was like, all of your criticisms are <laughs> Yes, dude. Was that's it Dweezil or the yes. other? Someone else? No, that's, a son, that's a son, right? Yeah, oh. Dweezil's a son. Well, Dweezil. Was it Dweezil or the other? No, it was it was a, it was another. I don't oh, remember. Okay, old yeah. Steve Vai or something. I don't know. It was <laughs> yeah, it was a guy on a on a prog forum. Yeah. Play dude i love that fucking version is so good i think dude, it's so good dude it's like i remember me and actually we, you sent it to me early because you know i got that in you know what i'm saying yeah you got you sent me the subdivisions and um the, uh yes roundabout early and i was like i yeah. brought it into trevor's room and uh because trevor's a big prog nerd too and uh we just threw it on and he's just all oh, this is fucking sick he was like I, he's so, so picky good about yeah. shit too and he's like he was like reacting like this is so fucking sick and i was like i know like i was like sitting there just we were sitting there just trying to like not gush while it was playing but we listened <laughs> to it like two times in a row that's how much we were into it we're like throw it on again let's do it like it's <laughs> fucking awesome man like fuck yes man well that's that's good i wish that our originals got as much love as all the covers that we've done <laughs> oh i know yeah. your covers are like a spotify number ones right they're like at the yeah top. it's not a good look <laughs> Number one's roundabout. Number one's roundabout. Number two subdivision. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's like, what are our top songs? Uh, roundabout. <laughs> yeah. Anime. Yep. I'm like, oh cool. All my arrangements of other band songs that were already very popular. Well, that's uh that's yeah. not a good look for us. <laughs> no, well, that's because awesome. you guys still play like the because no you play covers. the metal stuff, you know, like you play, you, you know, you know, yeah. you still, you, you open it up to such a different yeah. range of people. Like you, like you guys are so versatile, age group, you, know? you know, like a, yeah. a, a different age group of folks that aren't into metal at all, which is fucking awesome that you open that door. Yeah. So people like my dad going like, you know, doing the dad head to it, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> but it was the same breeze. Cause uh, yeah. like Travis Ryan was like, Oh, we should put the blast Christmas thing up on Spotify. And we were just like, yeah, that's, I, I think Riley was like, "Yeah, do you want people looking up Travis Ryan, bla like last Christmas?" And he's like, "Good point. Don't put it up." There. <laughs> uh, 
And I was like, yeah, one more cover on there. Sounds great. Like that's <laughs> this band is famous for covering other bands. It's stupid. Let's <laughs> make the top five four covers. It's right. so fun though. Oh, you know? but, uh, this is Alien, just... Alien Ant Farm Allegiant Tour. You just gotta space them out. That's all. You know. That's... <laughs> you guys like murder it though. That's the thing, you know. Totally. Like no, you're like way too good at it. <laughs> like that's let's get back to the shit where you wrote it though, dude. But <laughs> I love your music way more though. I mean, I mean, I mean, totally. I love that. I mean, I love oh, see, I love you guys. This is great. Yeah. No, I love you, dude. No, but man, <laughs> like I always say every episode, I've been listening to your shit and it's fucking awesome. I love it. Like it's like it's oh, so I thought, I thought you were about to say, yeah, every episode I say I've been listening to your shit. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> it's not no, a lie, it's not a lie dude. It's not a lie, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been listening, Loki, man. I've I've listened to Legion's Apoptosis more than it's most so good, of the Cryptopsy dude. albums, and we just interviewed Cryptopsy, and I was like, I don't oh, know no. most of this discography, but I know like all of Allegiant's shit. So, no. um, <laughs> dude, I was trying to bust your balls again, and I just lost it. I was like, Yeah, I know, I know, you just did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> it's the only week they could do, dude. On, dude, it was, you know, it was it was, it was super. Uh, it was super awesome. Last time we were in Paris. No, it wasn't the last. We went to we went to the Louvre, and then I actually saw the the Nun So Vile. I didn't even know what it's called, but I was like, "Oh, dude, uh, it's Nun So Vile." Nun So I'm like taking pictures of it, and I'm like, "It's yeah. Cryptopsy, Cryptopsy." Fuck yeah, dude! I've been I, to the Louvre. I, I didn't realize it was there. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, oh, who knows? Shit. Maybe it's a traveling exhibit or whatever. Yeah, maybe. What That's you crazy, dude. I'm. I didn't even fucking dig deep enough to even realize that that was a painting. I thought that. Yeah, John the Baptist, right? You're decapitated. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Greg, know too much are, about it. are you in Fort Collins right now, or what, what part of Colorado? No, I'm in Denver. Like, oh, I cool. had, Fort Collins, there was no work up there. Yeah. So I had to come down here just to get teaching. Uh, I have family that, like my my uncle, like for my whole life, has been in a uh, Morrison, like over uh, by Red Rocks. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm not really in Denver. I'm east or west of Denver, so Morrison. Yeah. I, it's right, like right there. I see yeah. Red Rocks from where I live. Yeah. Oh, sick, dude. Yeah. It's, it's like, dude. I love. I love it here. It's yeah. so beautiful. I. I don't. Yeah. I'm like, I want to move. Like, I want. I can't wait to go to Canada. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, I'm. I love Colorado. I yeah. Love I love it too, dude. Like, yeah. I'm so down. Can't I've afford only been a few. Here now, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been um, there like I used to go there every year, like with my family, like I said. So, oh yeah. Dude, how's the like? Uh, how's the music scene out there? Like the how was going to shows and shit. Dude, it was. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm a little out of touch now, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, we came up. You know, Cephalic Carnage obviously was like the band. Yep. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's like the band, you know, they're like famous. They're in the uh, Red Rocks Hall of Fame music. No shit. Like, it's weird to go into Red Rocks Music Hall of Fame and there's like a big picture. Support. Really? They're in <laughs> there? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool, dude. Uh, I, I went through that when they first made that, dude. Like, yeah. Know, like the Beatles and the stuff and all that. Dude, that's insane. They're in that. That's yeah. Insane. It's it's super sick, Um, sick. actually. Just like, oh, sick. We're represented, you know? Um, Way cool. And, uh, so, you know, it was. I mean, obviously, we, we you know everybody knew who Cephalic is. Um, 
and then uh you know it's crazy because it's it's been you know the last album came out in 2010 right and like i remember our first album came out with their you know the last but they have a new album coming out anyway but mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean cephalic was kind of like they were the kings right and then the scene just started like it was building a lot so when we came up at four Collins, it was happening um but it was it was kind of like i mean from what i've seen from murder in the front row it was very much like that it was short-lived and you know i think as soon as like a legion kind of like really relocated from four Collins to denver the four Collins scene kind of really kind of died out um a little bit which was sad because there was some great bands up there um and then i mean we kind of came up with havoc uh together um Mm. which was cool man because we i mean i love havoc to this day and uh that's why nick joined them too that makes sense i had no idea havoc was from denver because nick best for it bass for a while yeah, you know, it was super fun. It was super interesting because I got asked to join Havoc before Reese. And I was like, oh, you know, Allegiant's going to do something. And then it turned out like all our tours got canceled. And I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. And, and, you know, everything obviously worked out because Reese is insane. He's a great guitar player. Um, the, uh, yeah, so there was Havoc. And then we kind of came up in the same breath um and we played so many shows together uh and then uh you know there's now i think blood incantations from here and uh chemist is blowing up here and primitive man um mm-hmm. yeah our seat like a scene for a scene as small as denver is it is produced a lot dreadnought i think they're doing some good stuff what was like do you guys got like a specific local venue that all the tours would come through and shit i mean down here in denver there's multiple right because we have Fillmore, we have the marquee the marquee is kind of the the go-to for you know it's like where dying fetus would come and you know the kind of the the upper echelon but you know not like oh you're not opening for all that remains so you can't play the Fillmore, you know so like mm-hmm. i think we saw the faceless of planetary duality you know like black dahlia would play there i we saw black dahlia and obscura obscura was opening for black dahlia that was insane show yeah what up? is that trev <laughs> background hey dude. trevor He's petting my cat. This is Trevor. This is uh, Come on, one of my dude. best bros in the world. He can't hear you, but. Oh, <laughs> what up, dude? Hey, Trev. Hi, guys. Party on, brother. A little cameo right there. Love you. Love you, too, dude. <laughs> um, when I played on my last tour, we we did Colorado. It was, it was like independently booked tour or whatever. Like, no, we were nobodies, but um, we played on the way to Colorado and and then when we got to Colorado like every band was better than us like all the bands out there are sick as fuck and they all are tech and super sick so yeah we were super impressed by the scene that really this is like 2018 yeah who did you play with you know honestly I was literally just trying to find the names and I 
I know that we did a tour with Scalafrea who are, who are Denver based and they're on hiatus right now. Yeah, um, dude, they were, I think they are, uh, it's Len's cousin or brother. I don't know. It's a relative of Len from Cephalic. Who's, who's the, like the, the main dude from Scalafrea, I think. Well, so, so their drummer is Joseph Howard. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays with Leonard in Neuromorphic, their new band. He okay. sent me he sent me some studio demo recently with Leonard singing over it, and it's super sick. Cool. Um, but I don't know the connection uh, if if there's a connection with someone Leonard knows. Other than that, they recorded Scala recorded their first thing with Dave Otero, and and Leonard did some guest vocals, and then Joe said basically Leonard was like just got him introduced to the scene and so i know there's like a, at least a tight connection there but i don't know if there's a relative or not yeah so. I, I mean my my uh my know my knowledge of this is pretty dated yeah for sure. <laughs> so, who knows if that dude's even still in the band i mean he was i he was a relative i know and i think he played guitar and sang but like that was years ago i mean i know uh, I think joe is the only guy i know that was still in that band maybe. yeah i think i might know the member you're talking about um but we did a tour with Scalafrea in 2018. That was really, really sick. And um, yeah, and I'm trying to remember, unfortunately, I don't remember the other bands we played out there, but we did a sick fucking Boulder show and a super sick Denver show. And every band on the bill was better than us. And we we're like, dude, holy shit. You know what's super crazy? You had a Boulder show. Sorry, it wasn't Boulder. It was, um, I was like, shit, he's going to call me out, isn't he? Um, what's <laughs> oh, the no, other city? I mean, I played in Boulder uh, um, twice. Yeah. But. And like, it's just a weird, it's, it's, it was, Colorado Springs is where we played actually. Okay. So. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Boulder is going to be all the EDM kids, right? <laughs> Sorry. I, like, I think Boulder's all the EDM kids and shit. Dude. Yeah. Boulder's weird, man. It's, it's such a beautiful town, but it's like, it's like hippies and trust fund babies. And it's an odd, odd town like super odd it's so beautiful so it's like oh man i love it here and then just the people it's like oh it's fucking weird it's a it's an odd town just call colorado's in, in general is one of those places that everyone's kind of fleeing to um i know that uh james hetfield lives in Vale, right yeah. like he lives in the the 13 or the teens or what do they call them up there like up in the mountains and stuff yeah but, uh, yeah that's uh, i mean for me playing denver that was always good like we we I don't, you might have played this one house we played this house one time it was downtown denver this guy i think it was like an off show uh casey you were there um we like yes. it was basically just a house show and we just like showed up downtown it was a guy with a bunch of dreads that was in a grindcore band that just like paid for us to be there yeah he's uh, uh ethan from primitive man ethan, ethan yeah. primitive man yeah 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 exactly yeah they played primitive man played and he was like eating his microphone and stuff but uh, I'm like playing out of a trash can or something. I forget. He was doing all kinds of fun stuff. Was that the, like I, the I, spot where the guy waved us down, like in the, in the van, and he's like, "Hey," and like we pulled over. Is it downtown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do you remember that? Like there was a guy. Oh, who, it was like, way gnarly, like downtown. He like waved us down, like we we thought we were parking or something with the show or something. You know, he's like, "Yeah, yeah." It comes over and he like we, we, like pull over and he's like. And he comes up to the window. He's like, "You guys want some crack?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're so like, that was that was no, a, that like <laughs> that was a mind blowing thing about Denver that I always talk tell the story about is that we play that show and then we go outside to go smoke or whatever, and we're like out there smoking. And there's just these groups of people. There's like a, a group of people, like of twenty people over here. There's one of twenty five over here. There's a thirty over there. 
and Ethan was just all like, okay, so this is how it works. So those are the meth addicts, those are the heroin addicts, and then those are the, like the crackheads. And like they're just in these groups, like looking for drugs. And they were just Jeez. like, and and for Denver, that was such a such a foreign thing because I always thought of Denver as such a nice, like a beautiful place. And I mean, you know, obviously there's shit places in all cities, but this was like one that stuck with me up up to up to standard almost of uh, Vancouver. What do you play like the really? place? Oh. Yeah, remember you remember that? What's that that place in the in the uh, China Lamp, district? Lamplighter. No, what's it called? Uh, the, it's the Lamplighter. Like the heroin city. Thing. Yeah, it's it's a heroin where people will like literally hide behind your van and start shooting up and right as you park and stuff. It's like, yeah, um, that's the names on the tip of my tongue. But um, yeah, it's it was up there. It was like up to that. Like those are the two stories that like really tripped me out about like pulling into like these big drug infested places. It's it's not like that anymore. They gentrified that whole area. Okay, uh, like, they pushed all of that out. It's interesting because yeah, down around there, like in Five Points and shit. Like I knew people that like after the after the show they got stabbed outside the door like yeah it's it all like that was pretty now. possible i remember yeah, actually um, all different now it's casey, so it's nice down there now <laughs> like yeah, casey's like, in oh, our, cool. we had a friend savan who's outside and we were smoking cigarettes and this guy comes up and he's all can i borrow your letter she's all please just don't use it for anything weird and she's and, she's, <laughs> and he just like takes the letter and just pulls up a crack pipe right in front of us and just hits it right in front of us and me and savan are just like jesus man like and and she's all just please give my lighter back like fuck this is and like he, he was like la he's all laughing <laughs> and just smoked a crack pipe in front of us and I was like well that's my first time seeing crack smoke this is fun Denver Oh, Denver huh okay. <laughs> Rocky Mountain High <laughs> yeah fuck that was check <laughs> I mean but Denver is literally like I mean probably mainly because you know Lenzig and stuff was down there always and. He would give us like 300 beers every time we showed up because of his brother at Breckenridge Brewery or something yeah. like that. But I've, um, I've heard the stories. Yeah, just he'd stop by his house and you know do the do pot. We'd be on all kinds of pot, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was a big pot guy. And uh, I, I yeah. always looked at I was the fog. Was like, yeah, when's this next record coming out? And they're like, ah, oh, we don't know what to write about, man. It's legal now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're right about that. <laughs> Lenzig's probably yeah, one of the most. It's gonna be all reggae. It's <laughs> Lenzig's quick, dude. He's quick. He's a witty guy. He's yeah. very hard to. Oh yeah, dude. The lyrics on the demo I got sent are hilarious. Like, yeah. I wish I could play that shit for you all, but have to wait till Neuromorphic comes out. Were they the first like serious death metal grind band to like actually be funny? I think like they were like. Well, they were serious, but they were hilarious. Like, yeah, the at music the same time. was, yeah, everything about them was fucking brutal and extreme and grinding, and ask, psychedelic maybe. and fucking crazy. And then you read the lyrics, <laughs> it's fucking, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah we I'll if you just took the lyrics and gave it to somebody who didn't know anything about the music, like, yeah, they'd be like, and then say, what kind of music do those people play? <laughs> I, I learned so much from that band. I, we did, uh, it was called the end of the world tour. It was in 2012, you know, uh, job for a cowboy headline. Uh, and it was, it was weird. It was like the weirdest tour because job for a cowboy hadn't like completely made the switch to death metal yet. So was like, Nick in the band yet? Yes. Nick. Okay. So Nick did double duty. So Nick was in doing job and then Cephalic was direct support. So he was doing double. And then it was, I declare war. A legion and another deathcore band 
called Legion. So that was confusing. <laughs> and I'm like, we would go play, and I'll never forget, we were in Albany, New York, and it was a core show. It yeah. was a core show. They didn't fucking want anything to do with us. We didn't have any breakdowns. They would just sit on the stage and fucking text with their backs to us. And I remember getting so pissed. I was like teabagging dudes. Yeah. <laughs> just being a fucking jackass. Just to like, because I was, fuck you. They knocked over our merch. They did a whole bunch. And then I'm just like, fuck this. And then I walk off. And then Brian from Suffolk is like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and they got chairs. And like, they put chairs down. And they sat in a circle. And Len's just like, we like our metal like we like our apples without the core and they just played <laughs> fucking a grind set it wasn't the set they had prepared it was just a fuck you and they were so funny there's like i will have no expression for this whole set and they just sat there like deadpan for like 45 minutes oh my god no, like nothing and they won the crowd over it's That's the best awesome. thing ever. The, the Philadelphia experience. Like, yeah. It was such a fucking nightmare for like a legion. But Cephalic Carnage just like their whole <laughs> attitude of like get fucked. And won yeah. the cover. I was like, this is amazing. I had, it, fucking amazing. They have that freedom about them. I, mem- I remember uh I've probably even told this on the podcast before, just like watching them and like Lizzo All Shall Parish and Cephalic Carnage show. Yeah. And, and like this like fucking warehouse and in, in uh modesto or some some random place and uh i could tell that they, they could tell that there's a bunch of core kids there i was sitting there just like fucking so down and then fucking the old bass player uh, i forget his name i've hung out with the him many josh. times josh um all of a sudden i don't see him anymore he's off the stage i'm like what the fuck is josh and then some i just feel this like this on the back of my back like this <laughs> I look back and he's just headbanging into my fucking like with his wireless, just headbanging into my back, just going like, and then he just goes in while the core kids are like doing their dancing and stuff and just starts like wiping them out with this like bass and shit, then just goes right back on stage and just like they just have that like, I mean that freedom you know, and no freedom. fucks, no fucks, yeah, no fucks, no. It's fucks. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I such such a learning experience for me. Like, yeah, I was just like, wow, if the crowd doesn't like budge then yeah. uh, neither should you <laughs> i won't headbang i won't do shit i will stand here on a chair and just like <laughs> deadpan you like mean mug you for 45 minutes i love it yeah. dude i love yeah, it and that, that, they did that dying will be the death of me video where yeah. they like kidnapped an emo kid at the end or something i forgot <laughs> It was actually really funny. Uh, they played, we had a theater here. Um, it's like, a, a, dude, I forget the fucking name of it. It's like owned by the marquee. Summit, Summit Music Amphitheater. And and Cephalic did a show. And uh, they snuck me and Dave from Havoc backstage. And then for uh, like Black Metal Sabbath, yeah. Everybody left the stage except for Len, and then we all came up and played the end. And Len was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell. Like, who the fuck? All right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm was, so... that was fun. They're like, "Hey, we want you to play tonight." I, I was like, "It's what?" 
<laughs> like you have three hours to learn this song. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, they were. I remember um, we played the summit with them too, and um, they fucking gave or t- I think Len and uh, Brian gave me their black metal masks, and I just lost them like a fucking idiot. Like I, that was what? like I know I like in a move or something. Like I had the the mask, you know, like I had the two rubber masks, and I just fucking lost them. But they were. God, they, those two. They're I mean, probably even in that me. fucking downstairs fucking basement room in the thunder in the furniture dome, dude. Yeah, it was it was when I moved out of there. It was when <laughs> I went to Sacramento. It was when I lost them. Dude, I've heard stories about this furniture dome. Yeah, yeah, it's a it was a dome. Uh, <laughs> it was a could, dome. It has furniture on top of some <laughs> furniture, dude. No, ba- basically, quick, long story short, if we we've talked about it a million times, but the. We had a we had a, a old house like an odious house that just had, like the first sleep terror show there was there like the first like decrepit live show was there pretty much, um just a it was a party house that we just had shows at and we'd fly to the whole community and be like or people around us be like hey we're having this show you're invited there's food just don't call the cops we didn't say that but we we're like you're invited if you have any issues call us please like we'll totally succumb to the your we'll we'll deal with what you need to deal with and um. We would have these fucking shows that were, you know, on the podcast with Naveen and stuff. He was talking about like how he used, he used to go there back in the day and just be like, what the fuck? This is like a like a scene here. Like it's like a, you know, a bunch of people would come. Uh, it was just turned into a big party thing. But, you know, it turned into windows being broken. And then finally the cops started showing up and then it just kind of slowly had the uh, just kind of went down. So we uh, uh, the same group of friends got a house over uh, on top of a furniture store. So we called it the Furniture Dome. We didn't really have shows there until after we moved out and then our friend Shara took over and started having shows there to kind of like just, you know, because you can. It was be as loud as you want. Yeah, um, it was a rehearsal it, spot for us when, when you guys were living. Yeah, there. animosity practice there, brain drill us. Sorry, uh, guys, for all the furniture dome uh, <laughs> ears, the ears that are. Dude, we should make furniture dome. dome we should shit. make Thunderdome and furniture dome merch, dude. Fuck yeah, we should, dude. Uh <laughs> let's hear back from you guys actually whoever's listening right now let us know if you want to you would rip a fucking thunderdome or a furniture dome shirt it's all about six you know (laughs) (laughs) no we got to get into we'll get into the merch shit soon though dude i know people have been asking about it but greg so going from so apoptosis was definitely more death metal correct would you say more like aggressive because i feel like uh i can't fucking don't kill me but i forget the album before the name proponent for sentence proponent actually not to double segue but uh riley texted me um on the um the the story i made of me and you going like oh, i can't wait for fucking greg to be on here tonight blah blah, blah. on the facebook story or whatever yeah. he's all sick dude you picked the only thing on the album with it's a singer of soil work playing <laughs> or singing and not me yep <laughs> i, I like, heard that I was, like... I was like i was like oh shit well, he sounds a lot like you. He's like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, oh, God, we're getting into this. <laughs> no, but uh, I did pick the only part of the album that didn't have Riley on it. And yeah. Posted on there. But I was like, whatever, it sounded shreddy or something. And I just was taking a dump and just swiped. And <laughs> So that's that's the expo- explanation. Swiped, wiped, and then he was out. <laughs> so swipe and wipe, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, so apoptosis um, seemed to me a little bit more aggressive less i mean there's still parts of it that are have the melodic flavor to it that you guys have always brought but i feel like the album before had more kind of that swedish style to it than the al- and apoptosis was more 
aggressive. Was there a, a purpose to that or am I just wrong? No, I, I think that we were uh, fucking burnt out. Like proponent was planned and agonized over and like, I'm still, that's my favorite record we've ever done. Like I, it's the, it's the record I'm most proud of. And I think it's the most coherent, like from cohesive, like body of work. Right. Um, but you know, with, with apoptosis, I, I think we, uh, we had toured and toured and toured and, uh, we were fucking burnt out our management were fucking parasites and i mean that in the most go fuck yourself way um and we were miserable man like i i, I we were just so burnt yeah and... finberg or something sorry no <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh i'm not you know I'm not gonna drop their names but like literally they like they didn't give a fuck about the bands at all yeah. they're just like get on the road so we can collect our 15 percent and we can mm -hmm. pay our yachts and like you know fuck you we don't give a shit like oh you lost 40 grand on your tour well that sucks pay us so we did the opposite that's tight yeah we gained right. 40 grand uh it fucking uh sucked and then uh you know so yeah there was a lot of fucking negativity going into apoptosis um and uh, so I, I, you know, for me, the writing was kind of chaotic and I was going through like my life was kind of like in a bad place too. So I think that really impacted kind of the writing uh, as well. But I mean, looking at the new record, I don't think it's any happier. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no i you know i i guess that's fair yeah more death metal i i mean it's like i i hear songs like interface meiosis mm. and like extrema files a and it was the first time that we kind of deviated from uh like pop song structures and forms and that was literally just because it was chaotic and like the songs just the songwriting was just a struggle to yeah. like kind of come together in those things. And it's like, you know, okay, that's how they came out, you know? Um, I mean, I'm not saying death metal is a bad thing on the Cowboys no, podcast. No, uh, man, I, I didn't trademark. take it as such. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't have, I don't have positive associations very much. So it was maybe more angry is what you're saying. There's more anger behind it. There's yeah, more... there's more anger. And it's just, you know, just for me personally, it's just, it's a bad time in my life. So this is kind of a weird, you know, weird time. And I, I just know that like, there's parts of on the album that I love. Right. I was like, I was super proud of that, how it opened. And then some of the, like the music that I wrote on the album, I thought was like, great, but yeah. I, I don't know. So, you know, sometimes your life at certain points can color how you see certain things and, you know. Well, well, that's cool, man. That's cool that you actually, like, the way you write kind of reflects the time in your life. It's more like, it's not just kind of like, you know, this certain structure that we need, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you went into it kind of, like, angry, and it came out angry. To me, it, it did come out more angry than proponent. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, with the with the album that we actually start tracking next week, there's a lot. It's weird, man. Like I, That's I was going to ask you. It, it's it's you know, COVID very much had a huge impact on the album. I mean, it's like hard to say what it's going to be, you know, because we haven't tracked it yet. <laughs> like we haven't heard full songs, but like what we have heard, you know, with Riley on it, and like it's it's uh it's a different monster altogether than what we have done in the past, and like it's just really hard to tell you what it's going to be at this point. But I can tell you like the guitar solos and stuff on the thing. I, I have never done a better job than I have on this record. I feel like I put a lot of time. I went and saw, you know, I met up with a lot of, you know, people that I admire and just picked their brains on how they would approach solos on certain things. Cause I didn't want, like one song I, I i remember like when at the end of the recording process of apoptosis we're like well that's obviously the, the the single and just being like those are the singles and those are the solos that i hate the most of mine <laughs> and i was like i'm not fucking doing this again like there's going to be no weak links for me because then at least if like if uh the song that you know i wasn't that invested in becomes just a better song to put out then I had given a hundred percent. So like I went overboard on this record for that. So yeah. And I, I mean, the drums, we have never had a drummer, right. On, an, on a, a Legion record. Um, it's, it's always just kind of like, they've always just played what we programmed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. You know, which I, I think is part, maybe part of the reason that maybe drummers don't like the band. <laughs> like, what happens when a guitar player writes all the drum parts? Eh, you know. uh, maybe they're not that great. Um, so, not, not my current band. Uh, I like the flag. Uh, Chris writes sick shit for me to play. I like it. I like the drumming. <laughs> well, awesome. I, I love playing along to a Legion shit, dude. It's one of my favorite things to cover in the practice studio. Yeah. Oh, Especially good. the apoptosis stuff. It's a super nice tempo to just, yeah, it's super sick. Paul, <laughs> I just got to cover my ass. Like I have to just like be very self detrimental. <laughs> you know, you got you got Jeff doing self deprecating has its its strengths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, you got Jeff Saltzman doing the album, right? Yeah, yeah. Where's uh, he from? What's what's his? I've the name sounds familiar. Well, he filled in for Continuum. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And that's that's how like he came on the radar. Uh, he did the Continuum tour, um, with and then Riley just always spoke really highly of him, and uh, it's how things. We ha- it was really awesome because we had, uh, like every drummer that like wanted the gig was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, it was like anybody that we chose, it would have been awesome. And we yeah. knew that. it was just like every single person that like showed interest. It was just like, wow, that'd be amazing. And it just really came down to like, who was like the hungriest, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So no. And so that, you know, that's where we are. So I've the yep. drums on the new album or I, we've never had anything quite like it, which it's been nice. It's been really nice. So you think it's going to really, I mean, 
with apoptosis and everything like do you how could you compare the next album like what what's what's it going to sound like in comparison to the what we've heard before i mean i know you said you haven't tracked it so it's not like a yeah a I definite, mean, but i mean are you doing more is there more riley singing is there more there, like, there's more uh, riley singing but it, it's it's very um sad i i mean that's that i think that's a word like a good word for it it's it's very uh i mean like there's been a lot of loss in our personal lives uh through for covid and that kind of like really colored you know a little bit uh I, i'll say a lot of the writing process um yeah you know we've had a lot of death <laughs> yeah surrounding so like and then you know one thing we wanted to do um was I know Riley was he was kind of like having a really hard time emotionally connecting to uh like only doing science lyrics right which was like that worked for religion for so long because that's what interested us and then you know then Riley came into the band and you know he picked up the mantle but and then with apoptosis i think he kind of like reached the top of the mountain and he just like he just wasn't emotionally invested in the source material anymore in front of like he couldn't be passionate about it and it was like well i would rather your performance be more convincing you know what i mean and like if you're behind it then i think your performance will be better maybe that's that's a better way to say it so i was like you know and maybe that we've kind of been alienating a lot of people too because it's hard for people to be like, oh man, you really helped me out through this part like of my life, this really difficult part when you're singing about tardigrades, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yes, they're singing about, you know, the possible location for Atlantis based on this archeological study, you know? I, I can't really sink, you know, this, you know, emotional connection to it. Or it's like, for me, that, I love that, you know, like I have an emotional connection to that stuff. Cause I, I find that super interesting and that like makes me excited, but you know, I'm not the one who has to sing it. So, yeah. um, so there's no science for the first time in our career on this album. And it's like super personal and there's lots of different stuff. So like, I don't, I think it'll, I, I mean, based on what we've heard so far, I think it's an amazing record. Who's can do you guys all contribute lyrical lyrics wise? Um, it changes over the years. Uh, like I hate writing lyrics. Uh, so on Apoptosis was the first album that I didn't write any lyrics. I was like, cool, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have to. And then I did a little bit, uh, based on some of the experiences I've had uh, because of COVID on this record, which is hard, uh, mm-hmm. you know which is like, I, I find myself like anytime that I have to like write about not something that I research, I find it comes off as a little, uh, I don't know, generic and cringy. Like I, if that makes If you're speaking almost, from a personal experience, you're saying? Yeah, I just don't find that I, I have the eloquence to convey like emotional subject matter very well. Like I would much rather, like it's it's way easier for me to like, 
seem intelligent, I think, through when I do research on something, as opposed to me singing about something personal, I feel like I'm just not equipped verbally to communicate my feelings. So like, I don't like that at all. I mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever tried to, you know, speak through metaphor? Yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not a literary guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm just not, it's like, I'd like to think I have this like impressive vocabulary, but having that and using it are two different things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so would you say that like kind of music's your like kind of fantasy get away from all the things you don't really want to talk about? And that's why it's kind of weird bringing this all up into the same thing. Well, I think I'm very much, I can communicate more of my emotional through music instead of words. Yeah. I mean, I I'm way better at that. Like if I don't feel something, it's way easier for me to communicate that through music than it is verbally. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'll just say I love the science thing that you had going, and I have the all hail science yeah. baseball tee. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I I studied philosophy of science for like ten years, and that's what I teach for school and everything. And I was super stoked to rep you. I remember wearing the Allegiant shirt to like a Gojira concert, and uh, nerding out with some people there who were all like geologists and shit. Yeah, and like, yeah. No, it's it's really awesome when like half your audience is from NASA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. but like, I, you know, I've, I'll never forget. We were, uh, it was actually on the Copper Crab podcast. They like, I think Cheney was going off about bands that sing about science and like how it's like, like it was, it was a hard thing to hear. <laughs> you know, it was like a perspective that I didn't really share, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that is, you know, her her point of view holds water too. You know what I mean? Like it's valid. Like not everybody is into what we're into. Yeah, it's like a lot of people have the emotional connection with music because of hardships in their life and, and stuff like that. It doesn't, you know, it's not always going to be about this. I mean, for you, it was your subject that was, that made you happy. And yeah. That's what, it wasn't, con- it doesn't connect to everyone, but it's still, um, a lot of people, you know, will cry to songs and shit. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, yeah. so yeah. No, it, it, I just, I mean, I guess we kind of felt like we had kind of really uh, boxed ourselves into a corner a little bit. And that if we wanted to continue to grow, we had to kind of expand our horizons and really just like, you know what, if you're more emotionally connected with what you're going to perform, then obviously it's going to be better. So yeah. that's kind of the what we decided to do uh, from just like a musical standpoint. So, yeah, I, I'm like, it's it's hard to answer questions about the new record because like, I just don't know, yeah. you know what it's going to be. I mean, there are certain parts of it that I'm just like, man, this is really, really good. And then we're just so in the beginning stages, too. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I know I'm playing flamenco here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you guys? And, uh, I'm playing my balls off here. But... How much do you? How much do you pre-prod before or pre-production? How much pre-production is there? Well, uh, we've never done as much as we're doing now. So we have everything pre-prod, um, but the vocals are sketches. So like some of the things need to, you know, we have to change, and that's like whatever Riley gets in tomorrow. And then the band kind of gets together before we start tracking drums on Monday. 
just in case some of the music needs to change to fit vocals. So, and it's been, you know, it's been an interesting, a very interesting process too, because, you know, being very much older than everybody else, there has become, you know, the influences are not, there's not a lot of crossover in the influences. So that's been very hard for me, I think, as which, I mean, as much as I don't like to admit it, which probably is a good thing in a way, because it's going to force me to grow. And maybe, you know, maybe I wrote a whole bunch of music I was super proud of. But the you know, I kind of got voted like, hey, this needs to change. And I had to do a lot of rewrites and stuff like that. So and like as angry and everything as I was about it, you know, maybe it was quality control and maybe I was too close to the product and everything like that. So it's just it's just gonna be an interesting record. It's gonna be interesting ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are actually like the most exciting things, like when you don't really know. That's that's yeah. the whole thing. Like, but it's like you have enough energy and enough pull from this project to make this thing but not like ha having a veil over it before it's finally done you pull the veil and then as the band you're like okay this is it yeah dude and we've always said it dude you always want to get you, you the reaction you want from the record is never going to be your actual reaction when you get to the end of it you know yeah, it's true that's super true and yeah. that's why we we just keep fucking making shit yeah well this is also the first um record that we wrote as a group We've never done that before either. So it's always been, I go do my stuff. Michael goes, does his stuff. And then that's, that's how the record comes apart. And then this time it was like, everybody writes songs and come together and we'll tweak them as a group. And that was like extremely uncomfortable for me. That was extremely uncomfortable, especially since, you know, people don't have people you know necessarily like the same music i like so like that is kind of a kick in the gut you know when it's like hey man i got the sick carcass riff and then you know other guys are like yeah carcass is you know i don't dig it you know yeah yeah it's just like you're killing me you're you're <laughs> me here and it, it just you know it you know i'm really of the mind that some of the greatest things are kind of like creatively built through conflict mm -hmm. and Beatles. yep yeah so i'm i don't know i you know i there's kind of like this negative overtone to what i'm saying but i i think it all in a positive light like it's gonna be it's gonna work great you know that's a weird yeah. thing right like my brother was in a band and they all decided to like go their separate ways and do like solo but like record on each other's projects they like or a kind of collective thing and they're like yeah like we found we clashed too much i'm like but that's where the great music's supposed to come from yeah like you need a manager <laughs> who's gonna like tell you to fight with each other and like collect it at the end and you're not supposed to get too attached to how you feel about it because it's not about you or something it's like right and like, you know you can't yeah yeah and there's part of that which is like hey man greg your ego like it I think I think you're not thinking clearly. I think you're just hurt ego-wise, you know? And that's hard to hear. <laughs> you know, no one likes to hear that. So, yeah. yeah. 
I think it's I think it's be good, especially when you have faith in everybody that you're playing with, right? That's what's up. You know, yeah. my wife will tell me like if I'm in a really bad way about it, she's like, "Look, you know, you hired really talented people, right? Mm-hmm. All everybody that's in the band is really sick at what they do. Of course, they're gonna have, you know, creative like this, you know, different creative, you know, opinions than you and like." you like you have to like embrace that because that's kind of what you hired them for right and i was just like mm-hmm. damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. so i yeah so you know as it's been just a painful process for this like in multiple ways but i i think that like creatively you know some of the best albums have come from conflict within i like say conflict like we're like fighting <laughs> no yeah but i know exactly what you're talking about dude yeah. just, you know i friction that's yeah. all it is, just well, friction. Like, so you you spend like you know three months writing a piece of music and then someone's like yeah this is not good totally yeah, you're married like, to a certain riff and then they're like oh yeah we should change that riff and you're like mm. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like well why don't you just kill me like <laughs> <laughs> you know, i would you want to stand on my head as you push me underwater? It's great. Um, yeah. So, no. But I, you know, it's easy kind of like to get caught up in that. But I think that it's gonna all be positive at the end. And it definitely, it's an experience like you know a life experience that I've never had. So, you know, it's I'm looking forward to seeing what the product's gonna be at the end so either way it's sick it's a sick like life like learning creative experience you know sculpting a sculpture with other hands yes yeah doing doing a tattoo like a five-person tattoo (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's once it's there it's there there's no if they're all sick artists you know that person most likely will have a dope piece on their back dude that's exactly right you know it's all the trust and like based on like you know you hear a little you know what everybody brings and you're just like oh dude that's sick and then the other parts that like you're not too sure about it's like oh well let's just let's just talk about it and you know the, the realization that you know it's like hey man don't get upset you're all on the same team you're all working for something no one no one's like going out of their way to sabotage you yeah right? mm-hmm. that's that's like your internal ego monologue that's like why the fuck are they doing this to me it's like dude come on <laughs> watch yeah, yeah. you're being an idiot like let's let's come to, you know let's sock it out we know it'll turn out great like everybody's super good at what they do you know everybody's so. putting their time into it so you know that they want to fucking be there yeah no like no one no one's gonna no one's gonna do something malicious because that makes no make no sense you know mm-hmm. so. can we talk about how insane of a guitar player michael stancil is like for being like how young he is like that that i mean that guy just fucking like blows my mind dude i don't understand i mean obviously i like you more but Michael Stansel. Is, oh, dude! Uh, I when when he joined, I was like, "I you're gonna get ALS." That's that's what I said. <laughs> like you can't be this good. It's just not fair. The rest you have to go down. Right? It's a Jason Becker reference, right? <laughs> yeah, totally, that out. Totally. Everybody's gonna be like, "You're such a fucking asshole." No, no, we lo- everyone loves Jason Becker. That was the everybody best guitar player in the world. Becker. Like, who the fuck doesn't like Jason Becker? Yeah, it's like 
Yeah, probably Jason Beck would laugh at that. Hopefully, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You're too good. Uh, rumor too has good. it he's not doing too good right now. No, no, no. Rumor has it he's doing good now. Yeah, oh, he's, he's bouncing back. Yeah, bouncing yeah, back. dude. He's back. He's Sick. Back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like scary for there for a second there. Oh, I know. I was that. That's he's that's now, right. Yeah, he's, he's home. home. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's he just good. had like a breathing issue for a little while, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, that that's like you know people. I don't even want to talk about this really, but that that if that were to happen, to lose that guy would probably be the hardest one out of any musician for me to lose. Like, like that. Yeah. Like Jason Becker is like, he's I mean, an icon. He's an icon. I mean, he's yeah. the he's the guy. Like for me, he's the like for the the shred world. Like he's number one, and for especially where he could have been if he you know ALS didn't uh, take over. Like he was. He was it. That was it. That was the number one guitar player in the world. He's a like a multiple anomaly. Yeah, he's anomaly in multiple ways. Anomaly in his playing. Anomaly in his writing with his eyes. You know, yeah, like getting ALS and then you know getting his diagnosis and then still being with us here today, right now. After that diagnosis, what fucking thirty years ago, forty years ago, some shit like that, and. uh it's just it's wild so that's just the yeah the uh, anomaly multi-anomaly dude back when i and was and fu- dude the, the sorry just writing with the eyes thing that watching that documentary dude this this is actually talking about aurelia cast we, we we were fucking watched it the day before we did that pod and we actually did like a little joel anthony review of the fucking documentary <laughs> on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. and uh we had it fresh and it was just like that was that documentary. I actually want to rewatch that again. I forget what it's called. Yeah, me too. It's called uh, Not Dead Yet. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Back Still. when I was Casey's music student, he gave me and my friend who were also taking lessons from him uh, Air, the like tabs to Air, and got us started on the Jason Becker catalog. Oh, which, dude. That's awesome. I what didn't follow up on so much, but uh, <laughs> right. I, 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 I was like, this is amazing. This is the right thing to and be the giving tech, me right now the technology he uses to talk to his his family and shit that's crazy too doesn't he have like eyeglasses that follow his eyes no and, his his family created a language for him yeah so he has to look at a screen and then there's boxes on the screen and and he like zones in on so there's certain- there's 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 it's like a it's like looking at tic-tac-toe and there's certain letters in this box letters in this box First, you put your eyes at the box. That means that you're you're the relegated to those letters, the and then you do another. And those. They, they do another up or down, and that means that you're E or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, like and, and his his dad created it for him just to like talk to him. And dude, like, it is fucking hilarious though. Listening to oh, he talks shit and talk, just, like he's all dude, funny because and he's like, talking yeah, yeah. shit and fucking <laughs> dude, <laughs> totally fucking cutting his dad de- and and I don't know if he does his mom, but he definitely fucking throws his dad under the bus a few times, dude. It, it's those jokes that made me feel comfortable going. I I hope you get ALS. You know <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's that's like, why we had to do a little background that's on really it. Really wicked. Yeah. Sense of humor, that's so. why. That's yeah, why yeah, we're exactly. gonna get to it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's why we had to break that down. A little bit because that uh, yeah that's I mean, for, back to michael like yeah the, he is just like a unreal a phenom he was 22 years old when i first saw him, or 21 years old when i first saw him play yeah and i was like okay cool you're better than like pretty much everyone so <laughs> where did this come from and he's like wearing a black metal shirt 
and just like shredding everyone. I'm like, <laughs> okay, these these are oxymorons, all right? So I get it. That's fun. That's fun. But what? Where did you get the um, the dichotomy of like lo loving black metal but shredding like all yeah, guitar players out of the water? Yeah, there's definitely Norwegian flair in there, no doubt. I hear some Thorns influence in some songs, some old school Thorns. I don't know if you know, but that band, Craig, but they're uh, Craig. I, did I say Craig? Sorry, dude. I didn't Craig. hear it. Dude, I didn't catch it. Keep going. I probably didn't even say it. Joel's just trying to fuck with me right now. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, they're, they're, it, it's a famous name in the Norwegian scene. And there's just certain aspects of not necessarily the riffing, but like the punching, the, you know, the punchy parts where you guys have your punches in certain songs, it kind of just like it's similar style to the way that dude would write his punchy parts in his yeah. songs. Yay. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't like speak highly enough of Mike. Mike, like I, he, I mean, he's apart from me, he's been in the band the longest. So like, this is his eighth year. You know, that's that's incredible, incredible to me. But also, like, it's not even just the guitar playing that blows me away about Mike. It's just that he's the one who programs all our gear right he programs the live set like we got a lighting rig he figured out how to program all that i'll sit there and go make it do this and he figured that out right i'm like completely yeah. useless i'm like mike i'm a classical guitar player make my amp sound good i don't know how the fuck this works if, if you he's think a it's young guy good, i'll play it you know um, six now yeah He's 26. Oh yeah. 26 now. Okay. okay. So the His connection to, to tech is so much different than us, dude. Yeah. I mean, well, he, like his favorite band is cynic. Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Me and him have that. Every yeah. time I see him, we uh, give a high five. Cause I have the story. I told Mike the story of uh, me and master doing the high five and then doing the interlock fingers <laughs> and like dropping down. So every time I see Mike, he goes like, what's up dude. But he remembers every time and just does the interlock fingers and then we drop down. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, but incredible, like incredible all around and just a great dude. Like I needed totally. help today and, I was, and he's like, he just came over. I, I bought him a guitar. That's what I did. I was like, I need to thank him for it. And he's always wanted a Telecaster. So I bought him one in January. It still hasn't shown up yet. So I got sick. I'm like, hey, Mike, I bought you a guitar. Like what? <laughs> Girl, you, like, well, you deserve it, sir. Like, put up with my shit. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah, crazy neurotic. No, I, I wish I was as good as Boo Boo to fucking play in a band with you and Mike on each side because you guys are. I mean, and and Boo Boo playing second base because I love Brandon's. Like me and him. Second that was my. That was my uh, my show guy in Sacramento. Like me and him would always go there. We'd compare shorts because me and him like wear shorts to everything. And like he he posted a video kind of recently, and I was like, dude, he was wearing pants. I'm like, dude, we're done. This is done. <laughs> this is not. Boo <laughs> <laughs> no, sweetheart. I, on another level. Totally. I I don't. You have some of the dude. Your band right now. That's what I'm saying. Like your band like has like, I mean such but i mean it should have already been this it should have already been way bigger than it is in my opinion and i've told i've told you this a million times and i've, I've video facetimed you do this a million times but you guys have should have like you guys have 
should have like on the at the gates get back together tour you guys should have been right under them you guys like have oh like been like way too low on the bill every time you come through town i'm like oh cool allegiance like second cool dude well uh i don't i mean i'm gonna leave after them so that's pretty tight that they're second like <laughs> like i always and i always kind of like attributed it to like bad management and stuff right was that my right my right yeah i mean i who i mean who knows right i i think that you know constantly having member turnover i think that kind of says something and uh who doesn't have that though like yeah like, i like guess ACDC? I that's true like every, you know look at death <laughs> <laughs> Right, I like if you want to talk about member turnover, I was like, Yeah, death callback, like, Frank Zappa. Yeah, I mean, there was only <laughs> oh, two albums yeah. that had two of the same lineup, the rest of the albums out of 80 plus albums were all different people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys are making me feel so much better. I always just <laughs> like, I we can't keep that's what we're here for, dude. Dude, we're part of the California death scene, the most incestuous metal scene that's ever existed. Yeah. Like, we've like, like, we literally like went like on tour as like decrepit birth, but it was like, like. Oh, we lost audio on Joel. Joel, no audio. What'd that sounded like a really good story. Dude, you really? Can you hear me? You yeah, what the bad. fuck did you do? I, I don't know, dude. My fucking internet connection is shredding. But, uh, <laughs> oh, your internet connection is unstable, it's saying, dude. Oh, dude. Uh, That's dude, the fucking Aptos Mountains, dude. Should I not no, do it's, the it's, pod there next week? So. No, no, yeah, yeah, I know. We're here for the uh, the business version of uh, Comcast, but no, um, there was basically it was of me, Casey, and and Dan from Odious Boredom in Decrepit Birth for a while. Like it was literally like you could just like everybody but me. Yeah, you you guys are like, like peace. You guys are like later. <laughs> like, dude, we're going out, to like, Europe. <laughs> we're going to Europe, dude. All right, the next, well, the next man's Decrepit Birth, and just like just change the banner, and like one person leaves and comes back. <laughs> and, like, that's like the different band now. I don't know. It's like. I mean, pretty much, yeah, it's such a, I mean, in that niche kind of spectrum of music, it was definitely not many people to choose from that were could keep and up. we were all homies, so it's just like. We were all friends, and we were all hanging out friends. on parties yeah, and you stuff skip together. Yeah, you skip the whole fucking process of getting to know somebody, getting making sure they're good in the jam space, you know. You know all that. We've already shared the fucking room together. Everybody's kicking it together. We're all fucking homies, so it's just like, oh, yeah everybody's I'll, seen each i'll other. learn i'll learn your music yeah, yeah, yeah. or balls <laughs> we've, we've, yeah. we've seen everybody's penis it's good we're, we're ready yeah. to go i tried to get them to see my penis in uh what was it Charlotte, it was in chicago we were all fucking swimming I've seen in your the penis, pool dude, dude we, we were peed swimming on the van once and i, and I was like dude why the fuck am i uh showering in shorts right now dude i gotta wash my ass and balls hey, right casey now. we're talking about everybody's penis just so <laughs> just to catch you up i know you left so well, awesome yeah I'm so i kept on th the whole time we were in the shower time. i just kept threatening that i was gonna take my shorts off dude <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> i really to wanted to dude. i was like dude I, I played football for fucking two years dude i've showered with dudes before dude it's chill all the guys who didn't play sports was like, uh, no, nah, dude, keep going. This is the funniest conversation I have heard. <laughs> These That's are why he's all about the same. Dude, that's it. cool. It's fine. Like, this is why there are so many gems in this podcast already. I wish you, you should just take little snippets of everything, and then you know, Hero Circuit City put his balls. I keep on his face. It's cool, man. I shower with dudes. Just like chop all these out. That's your preview for this episode. Yeah. 
gonna break please. most listened to podcast. At least, <laughs> at least do a super cut for me and Joel and be like, dude, listen to how. <laughs> what realms you guys went into that's what i love about like i listen to other people's podcasts and stuff and they're all like professional and stuff ours just slowly degrades and like <laughs> ball and dick jokes like and, and i love it to death like, it's like i love it to death dude, dude. Like, wanna... really, and it brings out stuff out of people like you know like guests and stuff like we just slowly get like more yeah little... i mean greg you're you're just who you are sober and it's amazing yeah i will slowly it, slip things out as as the we are just being yeah we're the clowns while we're trying to learn about you dude we are the beavis yeah. and butthead of podcasts <laughs> yeah exactly basically yeah we want the dumbest shit we want the dumbest content <laughs> like fuck everyone with their like serious stuff like oh like what did you feel inside it looks like no we, we talk about like balls and stuff like we, we talk about like the yeah the beavis and butthead of like peeing and like all the things like and that's what i i love about doing this like yeah dude it, if it was all professional and like like mapped out i'd probably be like bummed on it i'd be like maybe if we start actually getting paid for it we'll change our ways dude. i don't i don't i mean you guys can take i don't want to get paid for it i just want to fucking yeah rank no, this dude, non I'm... non uh, oh yeah. shit coming with the <laughs> pliny the dude that's what's up dude that's a Crazy. real beer right there bro that's a fucking man's beer right there that's okay. fucking beer of the year for like eight years in a row dude yeah dude I've plenty the younger that though one. Oh no, it's the younger, but that's the, the one younger. that, the, yeah, the fucking one that literally you can, you have to wait like three hours in line to get, get yeah, a growler yeah. of one growler per person. So it's not even that good. So Greg, <laughs> I wanted, I know you have, you have some sort of association with nuclear power trio. I don't want to, Oh yes. I don't want to, um, I don't want you to have to explain that, but, um, well, what yeah, are you have too much trouble. The boss is a fucking cruel <laughs> ass motherfucker. What what would you say uh, if someone asked who is Nuclear Power Trio and wanted to check them out? Well, it's, you know, obviously, <laughs> Mr. President Trump. <laughs> and, you know, President Vladimir Putin and Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un. I mean, that's obviously who it is. What's the, what's the name of the last uh, re release? A Clear and Present Rager. What are the songs? It's so song? good. <laughs> uh, a clear and present rager. <laughs> Don't piss off Supreme Leader, dude. Uh, uh, Grabbed by the Pyongyang. Uh, the Fusion Collusion. I love the Fusion Collusion, dude. That is my jam. We 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 jam that on the way out of the studio today on the way to lunch, and we're like, dude, this is the shit right now. So. Awesome. Dude, it's super good. I'll tell my boss. I'm sure he'll be like, of course, because I'm perfect. And uh... <laughs> a manager of, of that group sent me sent me that about six, seven months ago. And uh, it was on full rotation downstairs. Like it was. Robert Downey Jr. sent that to you? Sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've never had such a distinct, different like experience when I'm listening while watching the video versus not watching the video. It was completely different it was so they get weird. signed to anything is it signed to any label i uh, i think yeah they're on metal blade yeah okay okay yeah i was gonna try to maybe put a i can't i can't play it then because they'll sue us for all the pennies we got no metal blade is a is a is cutthroat industry lovely <laughs> lovely institution like that they have to protect you know you don't want to fuck with these three people right like they will just dude 
<laughs> we, we tried to do i was sitting there and we had this like marketing campaign about we were going to call it the base off right like face off or whatever and then like i don't remember who like vlad was going against but like the guy just like out shredded vlad and then it was just like black bagged him and dragged him off it was fucking <laughs> weird man. Fuck, dude. I don't want to fuck crazy. with these guys at all, dude. Yeah, no. And there's like lots of like, you know, I don't poop. I'm better than you. Like, dr- ah, dude, it's weird. So, I, feel, I mean, I feel like 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 Trump's like an underrated underrated shredder. Like he he can play the eight string and he can just shred like like a real but, like gnarly. Like, but he only plays the eight string if it really needs the eight string. You know? Yeah, those he fr- one through five, it's kind of muddy for him. <laughs> But after that, he could he could pull it off fucking nice, dude. There's a lot of flamenco in the the songwriting too. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, definitely. Sounds like he might have done some classical studies <laughs> in college after it's, he really it's hated weird, high school. Man. He just like he's like, go get me Burger King, come back, watch me play this, and then do it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's weird, man. When I got the call, I was just like, what? it's dude it's weird it's the weirdest gig i have ever had i remember when i was like i put up a a video on instagram i'm like so some people know i've I've accepted the job as an executive assistant to uh the president of the u.s and i'll never forget dean from archspire was like i have so many questions (laughs) Uh, it just trailed off (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome! I'm, yeah, I'm glad they got great. signed to Metal Blade. That's fun. Yeah, dude. That, uh, dude. that was that was the main reason I think the band kept going because it was just supposed to be one song, if if story is true. And then tour offers started coming in, like crazy tour offers, and uh, it was like they only had one song, so it was kind of dumb. And then uh, yeah, Metal Blade was like, "We will sign you," and it was dumb. It's dumb. It's a do you, crazy. Do you think they could ever uh, play a live show? Uh, yes, there is actually going to be. I think like right after a Legion finishes, I have to go and do. There's going to be a streaming event. I don't know much of the like. I. I'll fly. I'll go. Yeah. I know. Well, like their <laughs> dude, they, their agent is crazy. I forget who the agent is, but they have they. Sp- I I was in the meeting, and they like I've never seen anything like this. I'm sitting there, of course. So like, it's it's three executive assistants, right? And I'm sitting there with Nick and Pete, and then we're just like listening to these agents, like, and they're sitting there and chopping up the world. I've never seen anything. And we're just like, our, you know, the bands that we're in can't get these opportunities. But these three jackasses get these opportunities. And it's just, it's just fucked, man. But at least <laughs> the gig, you know, pays well. <laughs> like, it's like, fine, we'll do what you want. You know? Is there lobbying for a good tour, you know? Yeah, I don't know. They're like, I mean, them. No, they pay people to lobby for it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, there was talks. South Korea was in the talk. I COVID kind of like put 
a dent in most of these at the time. But then there was there was talk of Korea and South America. And then I don't know. I heard we got I heard they got banned in Russia, which is weird. <laughs> kind of find that very strange. I just found out this week that the album is banned in Russia, which seems pretty odd. I mean, it's um, the, I mean, maybe he's not stoked on his performance, you know. You know, you never know. How could Vlad, you not be? <laughs> I mean, Vlad, you know, he's a perfectionist. He wants it to uh, Vladimir wants it. He needs that to be like just perfect. Maybe he so missed out a of the days. three. Yeah. He's yeah, far like the best looking, the most in shape. Probably gonna, he's probably gonna last the longest. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. he's riding around on bears with no shirt on. I won't even do that. <laughs> the guy plays piano. It, 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 that guy does everything. He's a weird guy. Oh man. So, uh, where where could uh is there is there a physical copy or something that people can buy of this? Um, so oh yeah, I, I actually have one. Look, look. Uh, there's oh the big God, middle finger. Nice. Yeah, uh, looking amazing, dude. But I think they they should have a, a a full length coming out next year. I was I think they were supposed to go on a track it this year, but I don't think that's gonna happen. The one that I heard from the manager was that's the one that just came out, right? Or kind of recently? Yeah, or? that one came out October. Yeah. 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 Dude, yeah, it's a slapper. But you know? yeah, the next the next one will be super rad too. I think they're trying to they're trying to get all these like I heard they're getting like two guest vocalists or something like that to do a couple songs. Hmm. Other, then, other, other high up leaders for sure, right? Yeah, they're yeah. crazy. Angela yeah. Merkel would be sweet, dude. Wait, who? Angela Merkel. Oh, or uh, the New Zealand uh, Prime Minister, what's her name? That'd be rad too. The other... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going so deep, you know. Or uh, <laughs> dude, or, the, the dude from Indonesia. We got past the three big, <laughs> the big three, and then we're like, how, who else now? <laughs> who else is a world leader, right? They 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 got uh, banned from Metal Archives, which was the coolest thing that's happened lately. That was a band from Metal Archives. Yeah, they got banned. Uh, two, it, it was <laughs> so good. That was like, I was so happy that day. I read that. Like, banned. Oh, yeah, I looked because, of course, they made everybody like cats that one day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I should check in on the boss and see like what kind of stupid cat they put in with the fucking comb over thing, right? And uh, yeah, they did. Like we were, they were up there. I say we, like I'm involved in this shit. Like, yeah. It was, <laughs> and then it was just like, oh yeah, like it was up there at one time, and they're just like, I don't know why they got banned. Uh, <laughs> to Prague, it's more like Joe Sad. I don't do that. <laughs> but it was the greatest because I don't like that site. So I was, I was cheering. It was great. Like this is the the validation. First, vampire freaks, then Pornhub. Now, uh, you know, now metal archives. The circle is complete. We're banned everywhere. <laughs> they're they're banned. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. I'm. Into yeah. I get it's like paid. a it's it's editorial. All this legion talk. You, you you know think we all the time, but it's really yeah. Bad. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, I'm there. I show up. Yeah, yeah. The guy a sandwich. You're an executive assistant. Like you yeah. have to be there. You're, you lots do of everything. Fast food. Lots of fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that, that was my yeah, favorite part dude. of this night, right there. Fuck yeah, that was <laughs> amazing, dude. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what do you think, guys? What time is it? I, I wanted to go for it. Shout out the bands we played in Colorado with were uh, Scepter and Witch Hands and. Uh, in Infasir, who I know broke up, but I'm sure their dudes are doing something else. Simon and Connor and Adam were fucking shredders. And so if you are listening this far in, those dudes are sick. And check out Colorado Death Metal for sure. That's that's really cool to hear because I've never heard of any of them. And that's yeah. awesome. I'm so out of touch, man. I always wonder. I was like, man, when COVID lifts, I'd like to go to some, some local shows just to see... Yeah what's going on because i don't i don't know any bands anymore yeah like when you're not on tour the last thing you want to do is go to a show so don't go and see yeah can i sure. come can i come visit you and just stay for like a weekend dude come out and stay for longer a weekend come okay. out and stay for longer <laughs> in order i'll, I'll plan a, i'll plan a show dude. I'll plan a show like I want to do like when things start clearing up and shows start opening again. I want to I want to go like travel, go to shows with my friends again. Like, you know, I just want to like travel and go to like a show that means something to me with my friends that means something to me and just do that all over again. Because it's, it's been like literally this year has gone by so fucking quick, by the way. But um, I guess as you get older, every year does. But mm-hmm. uh, this year in particular was very March, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing fucking like my like search my memories of Facebook. It's just all open, like making COVID jokes to a year ago. Like I'm yeah. like like COVID. Like it's been like a thing for like a year now, and it feels like it's been a few months. You know, it's like it's been it's through or like I can't even talk right now. But I remember the first time I peed, dude. It was weird. Anyways, you guys want to talk? <laughs> Let's let's wrap shit up, dude. Oh, Greg, on Greg, that. It's so fucking awesome having you on. We're blessed by your appearing here. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, and dude, thank you guys so much. This has been a blast. Like, we love, cool, dude. We love. I really band. appreciate it. Like, I, I wasn't lying when I saw this. I was, I was like, oh, I would love to go and hang out with those guys. Yeah, sweet, but dude. Not California. <laughs> and, and 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 my drum set appears. In the video for Stellar Title Disruption, that's, that's right. And Extremophiles B, I think you shot two videos with it, like the no, same day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brandon Dude. was playing my drums in that because he was on tour, routing into that shoot, but he didn't have his own drums on tour. So Riley picked up the my drum set from Casey's music studio, drove him up to LA, and he did, did the shot with. So that's that's you know my claim to fame is my drums appeared in your band. So you're a millionaire. <laughs> So I'm a millionaire, basically. <laughs> did, did we, we that's how he got his. That's how he got his teaching gig, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that that's awesome. Dude, thank you, thank you very much. And I need it, guys. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Dude, dude, I love it, man. It's really great to meet all of you. I know. I mean, I, of course, I've known Joe, but like, I've known most of you by uh, your your reputation. So it's really nice to meet you guys. 
Yeah, dude. I was excited about it because I've heard stories from Joel and they were always good ones and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, Greg's totally seems like a dude. I just need to be fucking. <laughs> he needs to be in my life. <laughs> he's, totally. he's a lightweight, man. He's like a free, <laughs> like one and done. And then the clothes start coming off. <laughs> and then he starts talking about how his kids, his friend. It's fucking weird. <laughs> hang out with him. Who <laughs> make believe he likes the Chiefs, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh man. I haven't smiled no. I haven't smiled this much in an episode, I don't think. Aww. Thank you for showing up, brother. I love Aww. you too. I love you too, guys. I love oh, yeah. all you guys, and we love all you listeners and watchers out there. Thank you so much for fucking sticking with us. 25 episodes. It's fucking crazy. That's gone by as quick as fuck too, dude. Not just the year, but that 25 episodes is fucking whoop. But uh yeah, dude. Fucking subscribe if you haven't. Hit the that bell if you want to not- be notified right away when these come up. And uh yeah, Cali Death fucking Facebook, Cali Death Instagram, all that shit's going. Greg, you want to plug anything real quick on a Legion? Nah. <laughs> right, he does. He does. About it, dude. That's he does like guitar. the biggest plug. Nah. Well, well now I want to know what he's up to. <laughs> he, does, he does guitar lessons. If you need to play guitar better, Greg is like one of the best guitar players in the world. So please there hit you him go. Up. Seek him out. That's such a lie. But yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I just paid a lot of money in taxes. I'm destitute. Yeah. 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 More of the better. Yeah. yeah. Hit <laughs> him up. He's a fucking traitor. Right on, guys. Well, me uh... to do my taxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, do tax <laughs> nice. day. That's that's yeah. how we so we celebrated tax day today. Yeah, like, tax day. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, Happy I'm really tax. sorry that you had to ask that. I hope. You have <laughs> well, well I, I got time, so let's do it. All right. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Joseph's got to fucking go quick now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love all you guys too, and uh, come back next week. We'll be here. Cheers. Cali Dance Podcast. Cheers.